Hello everyone, welcome back to the Fast Travel Lounge. My name is Patrick, you're listening to episode 25. That's right, we've made it to the quarter century mark. I am joined by Seth, Steve, and Josh. Gang's all here, say hi everyone. Hey everyone. Here we do, we do. Hello friends. Well, that What a strange uh, thing was, to say. Yeah, it was, was harder, harder to get out than I thought. Uh, so, uh, everyone's probably wondering, is this the week where we finally talk about Last of Us Part 2? No. Uh, gang? Is the- wait, what? No. No, I am delaying it another week. I haven't played it yet. <laughs> no, fuck Seth, yeah, we are doing it. We are doing it. <laughs> yeah, Everybody turn back on, turn back on. Surely, surely this is the week, right? We've already delayed it, like, I don't know, more more than- and More sort weeks of family than there are Last of Us games. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> we will be the last of us if we keep going. Yeah, the, the, the last of the discussion, finally. Uh, looking forward to getting into that. Um, I, I guess I, I have to ask, uh, how's everyone's tech doing today? My tech's all good, good. this week. Yeah, Actually, I've got, a funny, I've got a funny story about tech. Is it about so, a rice cooker? Uh, no, that thing lasted two cooks and then it died. Um, and that <laughs> happened, from your friend, right? right? According to my, yeah, according to my friend, he let me know. Yeah. Because um, I went over with 10, 20 kilos of rice and he was going to make it off me. So I recently bought like a, a dryer, oh, sorry, a washing machine, right? And it's got like Bluetooth connectivity, but not like Wi-Fi. Oh, wow. That's a riot. Absolutely what? hilarious, Stephen. Oh, no, just why would it have Bluetooth <laughs> but not Wi-Fi? Like why would it... Because what, Bluetooth is based into my, on what? It, can, yeah. can you can you at least plug an aux cable into it? <laughs> no, so it must only work with like uh, wireless headphones, but I can't get it to connect because there's no screen that says pairing or anything. So I can't. I don't know how I'm <laughs> so supposed how do you, to connect how do you know it runs to my on Bluetooth? Um, AirPods. Because there's a Bluetooth button there, and the instructions say it runs on Bluetooth. What, what would you even Bluetooth with the washing machine for? I would imagine it's so that it can Bluetooth to say like, hey, I'm done the washing or whatever as a notification, but also that could yeah. be done via Wi-Fi, so I don't know why it would be done on wireless. You, you, you have the washing machine version of a Juicero. Hope you feel proud. It's a Juicero. Um, and yeah, thank you for asking. I was... Wait, like, actually? Isn't that the, a yeah, the, the smart, Is it a New Zealand the, the, thing? The, the, what? No, it's, it's the thing that absolutely tanked on Kickstarter. It was the smart juicer. And then someone, because the whole thing was like, I bet you really want to know where this juice blend comes from. And then someone went and just squeezed the bag versus putting a bag in the juicero. And they realized that squeezing the bag was faster than getting the actual machine that you had to pay several hundred dollars to, to, to buy to juice the bag for you. It was a complete flop. It sounds like and a Simpsons it was, bit. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> it, like, it's it just does reminding until, me- until you- it's reminding me of that yeah, bit yeah. where uh, Homer's watching an infomercial about people like making orange juice by squeezing the orange <laughs> against their eye. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you're doing this on your own? Well, there's a better way. Homer looks at a TV while squeezing the orange against his eye going, there is. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, sim similar kind of vein, like th this thing had enough legs behind it that bloody Google dropped a couple million into this. What? Oh, Jesus. And how did yeah, I didn't even no, hear I, about this. How how have you guys not? It was like one of the biggest Kickstarter fails of all time. It's the thing that paved the way for now. Now everything that's released on Kickstarter has to find some way to connect to your phone. Do you want a salt shaker that dispenses the right amount of salt? Don't worry, you just have to download a smartphone app in order to make sure that you get the right amount of salt from a salt shaker. Actually, that, 
No, all right, that does sound like a good idea. Like, it sounds like a good idea until off. the phone part. Like, if I could just have one that automatically dispensed the exact amount of salt that I wanted and I could adjust that with buttons rather yeah, than an so, app, that would be right, fine. So, 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 Josh, Josh, if you, want, if you want one that dispenses the right amount of salt for you, okay, picture this. Picture this, right? There's, there, there's this thing. It's made of probably wood, maybe some, maybe some plastic if you're feeling fancy. And, and you, you turn the top and salt comes out the bottom. And here's the, be- here's the craziest part. You stop turning it when you have enough salt. Yeah, but I mean an automatic one. And you get I, RSI I, I from don't understand you. Can you get anyway, RSI? so I've been looking online for smart juices. Fuck it. <laughs> $1,200. Boy, boy, do Oof. I have a dead horse to sell to you. Yeah. Anyway, so but, now that we're talking about Kickstarter, I really can't see anything that's worth us discussing. Um, so I guess we better start. Is this the, the is it time then. for Steve's Kickstarter watch again? Do I do I have to play the music? I, I, I hope not. Um, Wait, we have music. We will yeah, if you wouldn't stop interrupting this, so that we could pretend we had music and edit it in. I like the yeah, one where so, it's just so that, but like the awkward pause gets longer and longer and longer <laughs> as the video goes. Yeah, Seth, Seth and I, Seth and I had a real cute moment in a in a uh, Discord chat of about like five people, and then one of us just started it, and the other one continued it, and it was it was only us two speaking. It was great. <laughs> All right, so I've got it, fellas. What about right? And stay with me here. This might be a bit. The first key count. Let me start again. I fucked it. I'm just so excited. The first key caps that are made out of ceramic. Actually, that'd be pretty cool. I just would it be too heavy to press down reliably though. I feel like plastic. It's would a be silky better. smooth typing feel. They're lightweight. They're only three point five grams. Um, so what? Three point five grams. That's about like what eight hundred dollars. That's the going rate. That's what. Jesus, what? What? Oh, oh. <laughs> God, that took me so much longer than I needed to. Oh my God. I, I will say some of the best keyboard typing ASMR has sounded like it's come through ceramic uh, uh, keycaps. Well, those don't you exist. listen to keyboard typing ASMR is the biggest takeaway I'm taking from this. The, the best ASMR <laughs> no, is uh, was- listening to GameCube controllers at professional Smash tournaments. <laughs> You can almost hear and every the, the, the um, yeah. sexual assault going, going through the shower. In the background. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 and every I five just said the controller, yeah, yeah. not the people in the background. Jesus. <laughs> no, it's, ASMR it's, records uh, it. It's well, it's it's not act well. Like I, I guess it's ASMR, but I, I didn't actively seek it out. It's just it's just a satisfying keyboard typing sound that a a YouTube reel presented to me, and then I watched it, and I went, yes, yes, YouTube reel. This is a very um, serene. ASMR style uh, in- enjoyable listening experience. Thank you very much for recommending this to me. Why doesn't uh, mine so- sound like that? Look real. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're up to uh, f- we're up to to like seven and a half minutes already, uh, and we've talked about basically nothing, so that's fine. Uh, Josh, album for the week. What is it? Yes. Yeah, so I obviously wanted to swap genres again. So I I don't want to keep doing obviously in the same sort of field of, of music. So I picked uh, one of the best-selling albums of all time, Britney LCD. Spears. Oops, oh. I did it again. Although LCD also slaps. Um, so it debuted <laughs> yeah, at number one on the um, Billboard what's your 200. Track on it? What? 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 I, I missed said... miss whatever you said. Uh, what's your favorite track on it? Uh, I don't know. I kind of like the whole album, to be honest. But 
I, I don't know. It's, it's a very good album. I'm going to have to look through the album to find uh, a song, like, look through all the songs, because I don't know it off by heart. I'm just thinking, I mean, just, obviously, just, Oops, I Did just, It Again is on there. Yeah, I was going to say, just, just in case you somehow don't know Oops, I Did It Again. That, that probably is the best song on there, to be honest. Or Stronger. Yeah, Stronger is, oh, man, no, that's the song. All I think of was Stronger is the uh, Kelly Clarkson version or song. I don't know if it's the same song or not, but the Kelly Clarkson uh, rendition, if you will, is is what I think of was Stronger. Um, uh, Okay, interesting. Fair enough. Uh, Any any cool factoids that that we can impress our friends with, with a fucking old Britney Spears album? Yes. So, uh, like I was saying a minute ago, it debuted at number one on the Billboard Top 200, Uh and in its first week of sales sold 1.39 million copies becoming the fastest-selling album by a female artist until Adele's album 25 released 15 years later. Uh, it is also her second consecutive album to go diamond, which made her the youngest artist to have multiple albums go diamond at age 18, and it has currently sold around 20 million copies, which is pretty impressive. For, and know, probably an age pirated two or three times that. That's crazy. Yeah, probably. I didn't and know Britney Spears was so young when that uh, uh, album came out. Jesus. Yeah, I think yeah, she was 17 no, when her first album came out, so that's crazy. crazy to me. Yeah, yeah, that's actually wild. Yeah. Um, cool. Thank you for that, Josh. Uh, I guess we'll go straight into Round the Lounge, unless it sounded like Steve might have had a question on the back of that. Uh, oh, right. How'd you pick that up? I, I was just going to say, like, I spear her, right, eh, fellas? I'm cutting that out. Anyway, said before. So it wasn't funny the outside the podcast, and it wasn't funny in the podcast. <laughs> Rats. I guess we'll go straight into around the lounge. Uh, Steve, no, actually, fuck that. Got to punish you, Josh. What have you been up to this week? <laughs> um, so <laughs> this week I've been playing multiverses, um, and I have started playing two Final Fantasy games at the same time because I have no self control. Um, and obviously, we can talk about Last of Us Two, though I finished that like what last week or the week before. Week before, I think. Uh, now? Week before, because uh, unfortunately, someone first name rhyming with uh, Teve uh, was not here to discuss Last of Us Part Two. Um, thankfully, I'm, I'm his sensing rhyming that, twin. Uh, that Patrick is a little peeved at that. <laughs> well, nice. I, he's a little peeved at that, if you would. <laughs> you know what? I was going to throw it to Steve second, but fuck it, Seth. What have you been up to this week? <laughs> uh, I've been playing multiverses as well. That that's been a fun game, and we'll. Uh, I guess we'll have a deep dive in that, kind of. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Multiverses, Last of Us Part 2 episode, uh, both very superhero-themed. Uh, you know, one, one could say. Me? So, uh, fair enough. Are um, you telling me Steve. Abby isn't a superhero? <laughs> I mean, I guess she's jacked enough. Well, Steve, at the start. Um, first of all, where were you last week? Uh, second of all, what have you been up to this week? Um, I'm dropping my fucking keyboard now, so I'm just fucking mess. Should've got those ceramic keys, my dude. <laughs> so, so my running theory was that uh, after you saw ScoMo tackle a child, you're like, I have to go copy that. <laughs> anyway, I'll, just, I'll just skip past that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was practice for his boxing yeah. match with Jake Paul. He was tackling <laughs> children. Oh <my> God. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you gotta start at the bottom, right? I'd work your way up. Train hard. Yeah. I've and, lucky. and now we are here. Oh, God, somehow. I didn't want to make yeah. the joke because it's so overdone, but you had to do it. Oh, no. Um, but realistically, I was at um, uh, Hans Zimmer in concert. It was like a, a four-piece 
not orchestra, maybe a symphony. String quartet. String quartet. That's the name, word I was looking for. Question. question important well. question. Did they play uh, He's a Pirate? Yes, they did. Oh, That's based. The, uh, was that the um, Pirates of the Caribbean theme song? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got good. They played that. Um, I just wanted to confirm. Absolute banger. <laughs> Yeah, I, no, yeah to was, be honest, I, I saw that you said like concert over the over the podcast, which you know, debatable. Write in your thoughts, guys. Um, but Hans, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty based. Like, Josh, you, you show up fifty percent of the time on a good week. Where the fuck are you coming from, on <laughs> Blake Stevenson? Has Steven? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Someone, someone make a graph of all the times that we've been on the the show. Seth, have you missed an episode yet? No. Rats. Um, <laughs> Pat, have you missed an episode yet? I hope not. How the fuck would you guys work without me? We, well, we would actually, record the podcast and then go, no, no, that, that stays in the, in the Patreon locker forever. <laughs> right <laughs> next to the spoiler episode. cast. Yeah, it's the exact same joke too. and you guys beat me yep. to it. Yep. And that's, episode that's zero. That's the one. That's the one. That, that's um, him, officer, right there. That's him. Um, cool. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, sounds like it's going to be a mix of multiverses, Last of Us. Fair enough. Uh, why don't we hit multiverses first? That's kind of topical. People are probably interested in that. Uh, starting the discussion, I should have played it by now, but I haven't. I really wanted to play it last night, but unfortunately I got bogged down with not work, but like work adjacent work. You, you, you feel? Um, yeah, no. I know the feeling. Had you yeah, make virtual so- cargo from? <laughs> Tried to. <laughs> Tried uh, to. <laughs> uh, I, I, as uh, part of work, am uh, part of the AWS Deep Racer League, which we will not get into because it doesn't involve games, nor pop culture, nor make me seem like a more interesting human being. So we will skip. Right over Man, that. look at this guy. He does Obviously. it all. He does films. He does whatever that was. He does <laughs> games. He does you can do? Well, thanks he's for asking. I actually know. Well, Python, I mean, so he's a bad. snake charmer I, now. Well, uh, I mean, my name's Patrick. I did, in fact, chase the snakes out of Ireland initially, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> you know, you can <laughs> you like a reference that history. I'm just not aware of. <laughs> what the, where the fuck Have do you, you think Patrick? Episode, right? What? I had no what idea that mean? that's what it actually was Haven't for. Have you seen what the Whacking Day episode of The Simpsons? Oh, I had no idea that it was day. actually based in real life. What the heck? <laughs> I was Who do you think was in Dirty Dancing? That was St. Patrick. I've never seen Dirty Dancing. Obviously, I breathe like straight egotistical. Um, I can't think of the word. Why would I watch that? Pull up the because every time I hear you open your mouth on this podcast, I and the audience think, mm-hmm, straight. Especially my opinions, they're straight edge. (laughs) Straight in the wrong direction. Obviously, you get back into the wrong direction. (laughs) God damn it. That's still a 180 Um, degree line, so technically. It's like, it's like um it's it's like when the radio is like the politician did a full 360 degree turn and they meant 180 but i guess that's what i get for studying math like a nerd yeah, anyway, it's called 360 because you turn 360 and walk away <laughs> let's all talk at the same time i'm sure that's topic. good content <laughs> yeah excellent excellent content audience loves to I, hear it i have um, a question for you patrick before you try and move on for it though right because it's really well, relevant I've been trying for like five minutes oh, but I sure know. why I not know. just derail it further why didn't you take the Gran Turismo AI that's beating all the, the main races into your program to, to beat, to drive the car. What the fuck are you talking let me, about? 
Let me let me think about that for a sec, Josh. <laughs> I, you I, you want to tell you you want to ask me. <laughs> you you want to come to me. You come to my house and you ask, "Hey, Gran Turismo 7 just straight up didn't work for everyone for like a week. Why didn't you just make the AI not work for a week and wonder if it beats other AI?" I mean, to be fair, the AI technically worked. <laughs> But yes, no fair point. Point taken. You may move if on. If I, if I, if I wanted to train an AI on letting me know famous milestones in Lewis Hamilton's life, <laughs> uh, I would use Gran Turismo Seven. Thank you. But unfortunately, I have better things to do, such as moving a car around a track. Thanks, AWS. <laughs> so no, I will not be using Gran Turismo Seven. I will be using AWS with a weirdly large amount of calculus and math. Thank you for asking. It's totally not a traumatic experience my therapist and I are trying to deal with. So why don't we move back on to multiverses? I can't wait multiverses, to get to GT7 later. The- <laughs> this is no one knows what's going on except for me and Patrick. Yeah, I don't get it. Oh, I would Google the AWS Racer League if, if I was you guys listening to, to get any of that. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Hey, Patrick, why don't you talk about multiverses? Well, thanks, Patrick. Well, that's what actually, actually what I was going to talk about. So um, thanks, thanks for bringing it up, Patrick. Multi, multiverses <laughs> is a game that was finally released in the closed beta. We hinted at it last week, and it turns out it's that- It's closed uh, alpha. Closed alpha. That closed alpha, alpha yeah. even. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it is a pretty rad alpha, an alpha rad, if you will. Um, thanks to it. Seth for providing uh, extra codes for the rest of the boys. Unfortunately, as I said, I haven't touched it yet, but I've seen- I've seen um, uh, Josh and Seth play it quite a bit. I, I have some opinions, but uh, Multiverses itself, why don't we talk through it? It's a free-to-play game. It's the it's it's been labeled as the Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl Killer, and uh, I think that's a that's a that's big shoes to fill. I think it might have the legs to do it though. It has to be the stars of that wind. <laughs> that's yeah, actively yeah, no, currently they... beating it. <laughs> They, they really came out and they were like, yeah, th- th- this could be the one. This could be the one that finally tips the scales. I feel like Multiversus has a leg up because of the simple fact they have voice acting. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, uh, it's the it's the only thing that puts it above it. I don't know, man. People are calling it the Dark Souls of Arcade Brawlers. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that so much. No, they're not. <laughs> well, how about the Elden this, Ring, this, actually, this. of Arcade Brawlers. <laughs> The, the, the motor storm of discontinued arcade races, if you will. <laughs> Man, you had to go and make me sad. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get anyway, how about we, I'm, how about we I'm slowly watching the timer start. tick up uh, while I've been trying desperately, desperately to segue uh, into multiverses. But um, I, much like the original creator of the segue, feel like I might have died while trying to do so. Anyway, multiverses are a Warner Brothers game. Um... Finally is in closed alpha. Uh, actually looks to be quite fun. Uh, a, a large number of uh, memes and reactions have been generated from online. But as I've tried to say about four times, thanks to you, chuckle fucks, haven't <laughs> been able to play it myself. So, uh, Seth and Josh, I feel like you two have been the ones that have played it the most. Uh, what? Yeah, g- give, me, give me some initial, initial thoughts and impressions. Where does it stack up? Does it live up to the expectations of the Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl Killer? Uh, yeah, I'd I'd say so. I haven't played Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, so maybe my uh, opinion is a little a little biased in that. But I've been enjoying Multiverses a ton. Um, uh, I've I've unironically become a Shaggy main. Uh, with a little bit of Tom and Je- <laughs> with a little bit of Tom and Jerry on the side. Um, oh, actually, you, you know what? I just realized 
amongst all of this, I've been rambling for six and a half minutes and I forgot to say, I saw Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness and didn't like it. And I'm going to tell Seth why. Look forward to that in about 20 minutes. Yeah. Anyway, back to multiverses. <laughs> Seth, please continue. Uh, yeah, so Multiverses roster is a mix of uh, classic Warner Brothers. So you got your Looney Tunes in there and some Hanna-Barbera like um, Scooby-Doo characters. Uh, you got- I, is, is Scooby-Doo actually Hanna-Barbera? Like, yeah, it a, is. Like genuine mm-hmm. question. Yeah, I, it is. Yeah. Interesting. I thought that split was later. Okay. No, fair enough. Yeah. You also got some newer Cartoon Network like Steven Universe and uh, Adventure Time. Then you got DC with um, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. And for some reason, Game of Thrones, Arya Stark is in there. And they you know also- not? Harry Potter. Yeah, Harry Potter isn't in there. Uh, a couple James of guesses. James Hayes was sorry. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've got one guess of why. Uh, it's, it starts with J, ends with K Rowling. I think that that's part of the reason. And also, they would have to give J.K. Rowling a, a substantial amount of money to put him in the game. So, you just, know. Just so that Shaggy could use 1% of his power to kick the shit out of uh, some kid with a wand. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Added, that. Uh, Voldemort in. And if they wanted the cut rate Voldemort, just add the uh, Australian politician Peter Dutton. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, <laughs> But yeah. Um, uh- as if you know anything about Josh's taste, you can guess that he's become a Harley Quinn main. Just <laughs> genuinely Always the type of character I love to play. Oh, still, still my favorite Clown. moment. I bring it up every time we're in Discord, but uh, Josh going through multiverses for the first time and then going, I want to play Harley Quinn. And then, oh my God, that's why she's called that. Yeah. <laughs> I, it took me so long. I don't even, I don't know how I didn't understand. That's why she was called Harley Quinn. And I think the only reason I realized is she made some like one liner about how she looks like a Harley Quinn or something. And I was like, <gasps> my I brother just, in crisis, the never entire pun it. of her name and character I, design. <laughs> I never processed it. Oh my God. Poison Ivy is called Poison Ivy because she controls Poison Ivy. Oh my God. <laughs> Bro, let, let me, let me tell you about why, why Batman's first name is the. <laughs> it's gonna blow your fucking mind honestly um so uh yeah so um obviously it's been free to play uh thank you seth for the code uh i've downloaded it but i haven't played it yet hope to do so soon um so uh in terms of two of- days for the record <laughs> I, I, I know i know okay i know um in terms of the pick up and play factor uh because it is it is free to play so i'm assuming it's targeting a more casual sort of audience um, how easy was it to kind of get in the mindset of a Shaggy main? Uh, as a Shaggy main, he is um he is the baseline character, and he is extremely easy to pick up and play and figure out. They also urge you to go and do the uh, quick tutorial, and when you do the tutorial, it'll unlock Wonder Woman as well. So, uh, just off that, it's like okay, you got an incentive to go and learn what um what the game is packing, and. If you've played Smash, it's pretty similar to that. There's a couple of small minor differences, like there's a perk system in the game and some of the way some moves function are different. Uh, There's no shielding or grabbing. It's all dodges and movement-based and attacking. Uh, What else was I going to mention? All right, there's also all sorts of, like, different debuff systems. So uh, Shaggy has this uh, system where uh, after he charges up to max power basically uh his um special moves all do a weakness debuff on enemies if that lands and that just means they get um they take more damage for a limited amount of time uh taz it taz's whole game plan is he's trying to stack up uh 
like a snack gauge on top of enemies, and once that smacks out, they turn into chicken. That hit once he know, hits. Yeah. That's just only gameplay and it's the whirlwind. <laughs> yum, 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 yum. Tasmanes, check in. We're winning. <laughs> they, they're, they're going to start nerfing like a couple of characters, and Taz wasn't mentioned, so Tasmanes are safe for now. Can't believe they're Good, Steve, Steve if, if you have a love of Taz, would you say that you, that you have Tasmania? No. <laughs> I, get it. I can hear the disdain in Steve's voice for being hit by He's a like, pun. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> he's like, damn, he's a Tazzy Devil. Though, with a pun. He? He's a Tazzy Devil, yes. That's why yeah, he's yeah. called Taz. The Tasmanian yeah, Devil. But the I, I don't think he has the uh, reproductive issues or rampant STI problems that regular Tasmanian Devil populations have. You don't know that. Had. Or, or regular Tasmanians, though, let's be <laughs> oh, honest. Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> Um, right, uh, uh, Josh, uh, you mentioned that your mains are Harley Quinn, uh, and was it Wonder Woman as well, or- Yes. Yeah, yeah for some reason enough. I really enjoyed, despite them playing extremely differently, uh, they're two of the kind of, like, characters I like to play in Brawlers, um, and they just, they just fun. They just work really well. I so really enjoy them quite a bit. So my question is, uh, where did Shaggy hurt you, and why do you not want to see more than 1% of his power? Well- I mean, I've, I've pretty much only played with Seth for the most part, and a little bit with Steven, but, um, like, he mostly yeah, plays yeah, Shaggy, so, yeah. And I, I just, I like, I'm not, I don't want to pick the same character. No, 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 you didn't, but Seth does. Oh, so I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. well, I don't really want to play the same character. Um, and Shaggy's like, I don't know, man, he just doesn't, he, he plays more like a, uh, like an actual brawler, I guess. He's I mean, the that's Mario not really my play game. style. He is, he is the Mario of the game. <laughs> it's very accurate. <laughs> So it's not really my kind of playstyle. I like to like the assassin court kind of thing, or like the I'm gonna just like block you and, and just bash you out of the way kind of characters, rather than just being in the thick of it kind of thing. Actually, so, that raises a good point. Because no, oh, God. Thankfully, no. <laughs> they they actually get all like the main uh, voice actors for the characters to come back and reprise their roles. So like whoever's actually, currently voicing Shaggy and Velma came back. They got um, why am I blanking on his name? Um. The, the voice actor for Batman, Batman everyone loves. Joe DiMaggio? John no. DiMaggio? John DiMaggio is uh, Jake the dog. Uh, they got Arya's actor back to voice Arya Stark Her in the name? game. Daisy something? Yeah, no. something like that. He's Googling. You can hear the types. <laughs> That's the ceramic key <laughs> uh, tops Kevin right Conroy. there. Kevin Conroy. Kevin <laughs> Conroy's the voice actor for Batman. They, they that got doesn't sound like back. a villain name. <laughs> I cannot wait for Joker to be unveiled and his Mark Hamill. Yeah, not yeah, be true, surprised. true. That'll be good. Um, I so I, I would like to get. Uh, I'm going to go to Steve now. Um, Steve. Uh, obviously, it is quite refreshing that uh, we get to actually hear voices in a game. Uh, but I, I've heard that uh, it turned out that it was actually Chris Pratt that did all the voices for Nickelodeon All Star Brawl. Uh. <laughs> D does this change the calculus on which one the better game is for you? I'm sorry, um, there's voices in Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl? That's the well, joke. Can you hear it? He was doing it, he was, he, he was voicing sign language, so it doesn't translate very well, but it's there. Yeah, it was speaking put, Braille. You have to put your TV <laughs> on max volume, it's pretty quiet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so that's how his Garfield's gonna sound. <laughs> it doesn't work he, he, on Monday, He's going so. for the strong but silent type, you know? Do you reckon they make him record voice lines on Monday? Surely, the, surely just, you just get that really day off get as Garfield. 
He just he has to really get into the character. Or they um, only make him do it on Mondays because he hates Mondays and he has to like show true. the hatred. That's yeah, true. there it is. Yep. There it is. Uh, so a, a more serious question. Uh, uh, multiverses is kind of designed around the whole 2v2 mechanic. Uh, where do people feel having a game that's revolving more around the 2v2 mechanic than what's kind of your more traditional kind of free-for-all or 1v1 type thing? Uh, is it refreshing? Is it annoying having to rely on another human? Like, where where are people at with, with the idea of it being 2v2? It so definitely does 1v1. depend on your other player because there was one, like, one game I played with Josh and I got like four kills and he got zero of them. Oh, um, so how hard did I carry the other ones? <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, if you let me finish my story, um, my back was so devastated from that that Josh had to carry me to the next one. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not sure how I feel about 1v1 hero. in this game. or Free free for all will probably be fine, but 1v1, I feel like the characters are a little, are a little too weird for that. And yeah, there's a couple of like moves that like will rely on it being like an ally-based game. Like one yeah, woman like- use a lasso to pull players in. And Rain Dog's um, entire uh, moveset Rain is Dog, based right? around uh, helping yeah. his partner. Yeah, which Rain Dog is a uh, original character for this game for, for context. Original characters yeah. do not steal. And there's one more original character, isn't there? Not at the moment, no. No, okay, Matt. No. Yeah, because I, like, I believe I believe they came online. up with uh, the Batman initially uh, just for multiverses. I I haven't yeah. heard of this character called Bugs Bunny. I think he's an original character. <laughs> well. All right, so to be fair to that, it is crazy to me that they decided Bugs Bunny would be a mage, and in fact that they even yeah. introduced different different classes of characters. So I, I guess it's kind of taking after the kind of light, medium, heavy, loose tiering of something like Super Smash Bros. Yeah, um, yeah, so, Super yeah, Smash there's Brothers. that sort of thing, but it's also little offshoots. So like the light characters in this are the assassins like Harley Quinn and Finn. Uh, the mediums are bruisers, which are Batman and Shaggy. Then you got the heavies, which are tanks, Superman and Wonder Woman covered those. But then you got little offshoots like um, experimental. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> um, Velma is a support. Uh, Steven Universe is also a support character, so they're more based around trying to buff their party members and debuff uh, the enemies. And then you got mm. the majors, which are Tom and Jerry and Bugs Bunny, which. They're called mages, but their entire game plan is just put as much shit on the screen as possible. And then you've got the, um, the what, what's the tier called in Pokemon that's banned again? Ubers. Uh, Uber. Uber. Yeah. Ubers? Yeah, yeah, that, that's Jake. <laughs> yeah, fuck Jake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jake the dog is, um... What a cancer. Yeah, uh, no, his, his we- down spike is pulling out a skateboard and doing Tony Hawk pro skater moves on you, so I think he's kind of based. No, that's like, only if he's well, not using see his that, special, though. Yeah, you, you never see that movie because it's just the the less People special just do the, the house or the special. boat or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm a pony. I'm a pony. Oh, I'm not a pony. Oh, I'm suddenly a pony again. Bro, yeah, where's the can- cooldown time, you fuck? Yeah, there is no cooldown time. You can't stop him. He's like invincible. He's invulnerable while he's doing it. Plus, he you can only you. hit him with a projectile. Is the only fucking way to break him out of it. That's, I swear to God. That's another thing I want to bring up, though. How do you guys feel about the cooldown system? Because coming from other fighting games where there aren't any cooldowns. I, I'm a little off, put off by them. So, I, I think it's, it needs to be there. So but instead of like, so when you mean cooldowns, do you mean that how they've got that attack decay thing? Is that what you mean? No, no. Attack decay is something where um, uh, uh, if you keep spamming the same move over and over again, then it uh, gets weaker until you start using other moves. 
Yeah, um, no, that's the, a fucking fantastic idea. That is literally that is a great idea. Give them yeah, the golden Antarctica globe. Antarctica is something that's been in a lot of things as well. So that one I'm okay with because it um it it, it stops people from doing the same thing all over, like as whatever their strongest move is, just spamming that over and over. But um, but the then how are you supposed to win? Uh, by being good. You press it. You if I can't play Kuma and use the one button in Tekken, then am I really winning? <laughs> but, uh, no, the cooldown system is like, uh, let's say Bugs Bunny, uh, his uh, up projectile is um, pulling out the Yakmi rocket and then he can't pull that back out again for like another 20 seconds and it gets replaced by him doing like a helicopter move instead or Arya Stark's side special is she throws out the dagger and can teleport to it. And when that's on cooldown, it becomes she does like a spinning rapier move. Mm. And um, like Batman has like his um, his batarang things on cooldown. Yeah, uh, even he like doesn't Harley's even get anything to replace to that. He just says, "I can't use that yet." Yeah, <laughs> like I wasn't prepared for this, despite being the most prepared character in the universe. <laughs> I threw my single batarang, and now I'm lost. <laughs> um, but no, I think the cooldown system's good. It means that they were able to take more flexibility with the the kits, to be honest, and then just go, "Okay, we'll balance it by giving it a longer cooldown." Um, I, yeah, I like the I, idea. I do like it as well. Yeah, it it's makes sense a little bit, but it's not something I'm used to. And I I don't know, I feel like I'd prefer maybe toned down attacks can, that can just be used to, uh, back to back instead. Yeah, but you just like combo fighters. That's also true. Also, you know, you play far more competitively in fighters <laughs> than we would. And this is a casual based game. So, oh, no, yeah. they're going to be taking this very competitively. I there, there is already a hundred k tournaments going on at uh, for this game. Some uh, at Evo. Holy shit! But that could just be what? considered it's... marketing. Like, the game's not even fucking out yet. It won't be out at that point either. Probably, it'll probably just be a beta release. Yeah, um, because but... a lot of Smash players got very early access to this game. They played. They've already done like two hours oh. before that weren't available to the public. It was just to influencers and Smash players. But even then, it Many was weird people because they were all under months. NDA. So they couldn't actually say anything about the game while they were playing in two different alpha tests. Interesting. So they made it through two different alpha tests and people still think Jake's fucking busted? Yes. Interesting. So, okay, so with a heavy caveat, that just because Josh thinks something is bad... I'm not the only one that thinks Jake's busted. In fact, they're nerfing Jake. Yeah, they've already confirmed (laughs) they're going to be nerfing Jake, nerfing Harley Quinn... And no. there were two more characters I can't remember off the top of my head. I think Rain Dog and Steven Universe. Yeah. It's, it's Rain, like yeah. the moment I, I read that Harley was being nerfed, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, I'll just step into a match as Harley and just win most of the time. Actually, uh, Warner Brothers also owns the Mortal Kombat IP, don't they? They do. They do. I don't um, want to imagine over. Scor- Scorpio versus uh, Scorpion versus uh, Sub-Zero versus Shaggy. That would be great. When's we've we've already coming? seen that Shaggy can uh, kill Scorpion in uh, some some Water Brothers uh, material. They had um they had Scorpion <laughs> showing up in a title card sequence, and Shaggy just came up behind him and broke his neck. <laughs> what? <laughs> ten out of ten. Um. So, uh, obviously, this is on the back of a closed alpha test. Looking to wrap up the discussion, by the way. Uh, do, does what you've seen and played during the closed alpha make you more or less likely to want to play it when it comes out? I'll absolutely play it when it comes out, which I'm surprised at because I didn't expect to like it at all. 
And also, so for an alpha, I'm sick incredibly of you saying that. Polished. Jesus Christ. No, but I really didn't like at all. I, I don't like I, I like Smash as a party game and I like other fighting games pretty much as like a fighting game where to play for an hour or two. This is just fun. It's just casual. And I think the 2v2, the 2v2 element is a huge part of that. It's just, so really much like of it. the group chat before Josh playing it. Oh, I don't think I'm going to like it, guys. Oh, I'll play I, for I, a bit, I, I guess. I, I didn't think I'd like it. I mean, to be fair, if Harley wasn't in there, I'd probably still be air on it, but I'm really like playing Harley. So. <laughs> you would have found another main. Maybe. Uh, Arya's quite fun. Based shaggy main like everyone else. Oh, <laughs> actually, I uh, need, need to briefly give a shout out to that. Uh, not only do the alternate skins uh, change up the look, they change up the sound. That's actually kind of cool. Yeah, yes. Shaggy's yes. alternate skin is uh, Uncle Shagworthy, and they change up all of his voice lines to go along with that. It's actually it fantastic. So good. Yeah. Fantastic. And, uh, oh, there, there have been a few meme-worthy um, finishing lines. I, uh, I'm, they're, they're, they're blanking on me now, but does anyone remember any? Uh, we'll just, some we'll just... of mine, uh, some of my favorites is like when Bat, if Shaggy kills Batman and comes back, he'll say things like, I've never seen uh, metahuman, uh, abilities like this, or, um, uh, I, I was underestimating Shaggy's power level, like straight up says power level. He also <laughs> says like, I, they, they really, what does he say? Like they, they weren't, they weren't exaggerating about his power or something. Yeah, that, that <laughs> was a line, that was a line. Yeah, it's, it's really excellent. Yeah. yeah, and it's good that they like they sort of talk to each other as well. Like, yeah, that's yeah. a Superman fantastic. Will, yeah, touch. Superman will talk to Batman. Batman will talk to Harley Quinn, and but like they'll do their out of universe stuff. Like, I think Jake and Superman have a conversation. Jake has a conversation with like Rain. Well, conversation is one line, but like with Rain Dog, and he's like, "Oh, hey, can you transform too, or something like that?" Like, the the best uh, ones though cool. is whenever Tom dies, he does it. He does like different versions of the Tom scream. <laughs> like I've heard like three or four different versions of his scream when he dies it's fantastic and it's exactly what people wanted scream. <laughs> oh yeah it just gets pretty annoying after a while to be quite honest I um I like Su Superman like reversing Harley it goes like oh like oh, I see why the Batman's having so much trouble with you <laughs> or like are you <laughs> sure you don't have powers <laughs> it's really good there's quite a few good lines in it Bugs armor, um, uh, Bugs talking to Harley. I've been swinging uh, mallets since you're a, before you were a baby. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's a good nice. one too. That's a good one. Yeah, no, they're they're having fun with it, which is cool. Um, yeah. So thanks, Dad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you win, uh, son. So, yeah. So I I guess we'll we'll just quickly hit the uh, the out of tens based on the closed alpha. Obviously, things might change before the full game is officially released uh we didn't really touch on the perk system but i don't think that has played a huge part by the sounds of it it sounds really. like the perks are i, I kind like of there. I, I like the perks for the individual characters there's a couple of ones that are like uh so for shaggy he's got two of them which is um one of them he'll enter his uh, uh rage states when he goes over 100 percent health or the other one is that uh if you pull out a sandwich it um it charges his rage state faster um, those sort of perks are fine. It's the other smaller perks that are like, uh, increase your cooldown timer or increase your t attack damage or whatever that I'm kind of yeah. iffy on. And they're more like, yeah. they feel like, um, the sort of thing that's in there because it's going to be free to play. And those are the type of things that you should put into a free to play game. 
Yeah, so it's almost like the, um, you almost sort of want the perks slash loadout kind of system to be so specific to the moveset of a particular character. Like, you want, like, as you were saying, you know, Sandwich Builds Rage, which, you know, I can relate to. That sounds like an everyday thing for me, uh, for Shaggy and, like, you know, that sort of thing for the other, for the other characters. Um, fair enough. Uh, Josh, out of 10, what would you give it? Um... I mean, it's incredibly polished. It plays like a like a full release, honestly. I'd probably give it like an eight. Keeping in cool. mind it is an alpha. Cool. Steve? Yeah, I'm probably I'm in an eight stage as well. Like I I did really enjoy it. Um you can't unlock any achievements now, so it pretty much nearly makes it a zero. But point. I'm willing to yeah. forgive it. <laughs> um But yeah, like I expected a lot more disconnects. I expected characters to be broken to the point where like it's game ruining. Um, I expected party matchup not not in, not working. I was expected expecting like three or four characters, but no, they gave us a selection of ten. There's a battle pass thing you can sort of progress, and if you hit a certain stage, it carry over to the full game. Like it's. I don't think I'm gonna good. hit that. It's I'm. Yeah, it's like either. level thirty. You got to get to get both things, and I'm at like level sixteen or so now. Yeah, I'm about the same. If I gra- if I spent the next day or two grinding it out, I could do it because like I've only played four hours or so. I think total, though the games are very quick, and I, I'm like halfway, so it, it doesn't seem like a huge ask. Yeah, yeah, it's not that big of an ask, but it's also like we've got two more days to do it. I don't know if I'm going to play it enough to do it, and I don't no, know yeah, if I care yeah, yeah. enough at the same time. Yeah, same. Uh, it'll be interesting yeah. to see what characters they actually release with that might make it a bit more fun. Hmm. Like if they did the uh, the League of Legends swaps each week type there uh, type deal? No, God, or, no, absolutely I not. I did not know what that is. That's basically you get a selection of free heroes, and then you have to pay with your like free to play earned currency from playing I matches to buy them. It's no, terrible. It's, it's a horrible system. Idea. Get out of here, Patrick. Shit idea. Sorry, sir. I'll, I'll it also doesn't have a big enough roster to do that. I don't think. It will hey, so you can play two out of eighteen. Like if those leaks are real, we might be getting Naruto. <laughs> LeBron yes. James, boys, Warner let's Brothers get him star. in. Yeah, yeah. Re- recreate uh, Space Jam Two. Um, Seth, out of ten, what would you give it? Um, I'm probably leaning more towards a nine. Um, Ooh. the netcode in this is fantastic. It plays really smoothly, and I've had very little hiccups with the um netcode. I've only I what type of netcode does what type of netcode does it have? It has rollback. Oh, well, there we go. There yeah. we go. Hey, so, someone, someone, play the uh, the rollback alarm. Uh, let me just, let me just put it in here. Uh, there we go. Um, rollback alarm button. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, the rollback works really well. Um, even for, like, P- I don't think we've had a, no, we have had rollback games with a Smash style before, and those work incredibly well. It's just, this is, like, this feels like it's on another level because you get into matches extremely quickly as well. Like, the matchmaking is a very fast and you want a fast matchmaking system so that you get, there's not too much downtime between um well your matches obviously but also um waiting times is a big thing that affects a lot of um fighting games where you're you'll probably be waiting like sometimes five to ten minutes for your next match to come up where this has been like less than 30 seconds to find a group of other yeah. people to play with like even solo searching a four-player game i've found matches in under 30 seconds consistently so that's been great. Uh, the gameplay is really greatly. Um, I've only got a minor issue with it, which 
really only specifically affects Tom and Jerry and how I've set up my controls. But um, if there's a feedback form, I'll probably be putting that minor complaint in there just to see what if anything happens at all. If not, it's fine. I'll deal with it. Fair um, enough. So, yeah. uh, so, so to summarize, uh, as I asked about two minutes ago, uh, you'd give it a 9 out of 10. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah cool. Could have just said that. That's fine. I, right. I, wanted, I, I wanted to give a big final thoughts because this is this. I'm not going to be that involved with the Last of Us topic, so I need to get everything out here. Yeah, okay, fair enough. But yeah, I want to quickly uh, mention you, as you, well. you were about to say something. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I don't think this has been in another brawler, at least not one that I've played. But there's also a rematch system where you can do like a best of three set, which yes, is quite cool. Yes. So that that's that's a really cool addition that I thought adds a lot of fun to the game because you can go like, oh, I had a really good match. And then go, oh, we can go again, swap up your characters in between the matches. It's and also really important like, that you can switch kids. up your characters after the match yeah. because you'll lose a match and you're like, okay, I want to switch to my main properly because okay. maybe you were um, playing as a character you're not usually playing at. <laughs> so and, yeah. what, what, what you're saying is, Seth, maybe you were only using less than 1% of your power. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I, so I wasn't using I wasn't using 1% of my power. Let me, let me go switch back to Shaggy and show you what's what. <laughs> Yeah, I just thought it was worth mentioning because it's a really cool addition that I think will probably get a lot of attention. So, yeah. Yeah, I think the only other game that's really done anything like this is Tekken, which is just constant rematch instead of um, best of sets. So, yeah, I, I think yeah, the set system one, works so. better. But if you wanted to back out after one game, then that's also uh, something you can do. But, yeah, you're but, entitled but to your bad opinions. That, that, that's the way of the internet though, right? Like you, you match up and, and you lose, say, nine games and you keep rematching. But then if you win that one, you're like, yeah, I'm better than you. And then you quit. Yeah, exactly. Basically, that's that's yes. the second yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, what would you cool. give it to as score out of 10 to watch, Patrick? <laughs> actually, it is it actually is quite entertaining to watch because, you know, it is 2v2. So there is just more happening on screen at once. So, um, yeah, I, I'd be happy to watch this as a professional level esports game. Um having not played it but i know that it being free to play and it doesn't feel like the free to play mechanics are weighing too heavily on it uh eight out of ten i uh, don't really have too much to add that hasn't been added by seth over the course of five minutes despite me just asking for a simple zero to ten score that's fine i'm not upset anyway uh do we know when multiverses is getting its next uh iteration i don't think we know when it's releasing open yet, right? beta uh, is going to be in july after that yeah. not too sure i think evo yep, is in cool. august so we'll be seeing a 2v2 tournament there that is cool. the prize pool is a hundred thousand dollars like i said before so that'll be fun to yep. watch do you Thank end up entering you, but no that <laughs> seth i guess we get to there we go Get to move on. Uh, there you go. If you want to know more about multiverses, you get to join in the fun, perhaps in July. You have to wait and see. Uh, moving on, uh, I would like to really ask why Seth thought Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness was a good film. I don't know. I thought it was just enjoyable to watch. It was a lot of fun segments. Um, the middle section that gets really gruesome was fantastic. Uh, they, I did have a couple of uh, nitpicks of like how um, the villain was portrayed in certain instances, but overall, I thought it was an enjoyable movie. So I call call me <laughs> Josh go. this week, if you will. Disagree. Uh, I thought it was perhaps one of my least favorite Marvel films that I've seen. Uh, which is sad to say Lower because as a two. film, what? Lower than four two. 
Okay, admittedly, I haven't seen Thor 2, so maybe maybe that would score lower. Of the films that I have seen, uh, it would definitely be Thor's Of all the and- films you've seen. No, 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 of, of the Marvel... God, fucking... You keep just didn't say that. Um, you just what, said... A- so, so the, the, the pain point for me is that I see that it's well put together and well directed. It's just the writing and the plot that I feel like really lets it down. Um, I am... Uh, so my, my first gripe, I can't really hold this against the film for the whole time. It's just funny that every time it came up, I laughed and was just annoyed at it that... Uh, one of the main characters is named America, which means that when you have to go save America, it just sounds stupid. It does. <laughs> to be fair, that's not the movie's fault. That's just the character's name in the comics as well. I know. That, that's what I mean. I can't hold that against the film. It's just every time they said we need to make sure that America's okay or we need to save America. It was just like, fucking really? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it, I actually thought that was fantastic. <laughs> It, uh, it was just, I, I, don't, I don't know if it was trying to be meta enough with it. So I just, it just kind of rubbed me the, like one, you know, in, in the, in the, in the, uh, the, in the, um, timeless words of Voss from Far Cry 3, one time it's funny, two times it's fucking annoying. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the, so on the plot front, so without going into spoilers, my, my whole issue is that they tried to play the antagonist off as, oh, if you were in the antagonist's shoes, you'd probably do something similar. You know, they have this believable backstory and it kind of makes sense what's driving them forwards. But the entire film doesn't need to exist because if the antagonist went to went to the target that they're trying to get to at the start of the film, there is, there is no downside to the target helping the antagonist achieve their goal. Like, literally nothing. Everyone involved is like, yeah, that that's fine. Like, I don't see any issue with this happening. But instead, everyone's like, oh, no, we have to just make sure that the antagonist never achieves their goal it's- by, by any means necessary. And it gets blown into this two hour film. And it's just like, why? They also why make a point off on that the, the antagonist foot? isn't right in the head this entire movie because of um, of that book and how it corrupts. So. Uh, the antagonist is uh, fully, like, out of their minds in this movie, and that's been hinted at since um, since earlier in the, the MCU. I, I, I really don't like buying that, because that- So, to me, that, that means that your plot runs on the line of this character is mentally unstable, which means that you can't take the character at their word for anything, and that's fine, but it means that when you then spend time to give the character a somewhat believable backstory, as they tried to do here, it's just like, but they're mentally unstable. Either I'm I'm against them because they're mentally unstable, or uh, they are correct in their own mind, and I just don't believe them. And that was kind of they they tried to do both here. Like I, again, I I don't understand where so much of the plot was the antagonist being like. Oh, but if you just let me do this one thing that I want to do, you'll you'll never see me again. I'll be happy. Um, like everything will be fine. And it's kind of like as the as the the observing third party, it's like yeah, like fa- fair enough. Like why? Like at this point, the protagonists are just being dicks by just not even entertaining the idea. Like wh- I what the never, fuck are we doing? I, I never got that impression because the way she uh, the way. The antagonist was handling things. They were out to kill America, um, to take <laughs> their power for themselves. And then 
Let's actual see. America the country or <laughs> America the character? God, this is dumb from an outside perspective. <laughs> Don't spoil uh, it. I want to watch it. No, no, that, that's fine. And I, I so shit, like. You know, credit where credit's due. I think Seth and I are discussing this. If you've seen the film, I think you're following along perfectly well. If you haven't seen the film, I don't think we've spoiled anything. Yeah, and we, we haven't said anything. We haven't even Yeah, and 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 uh, I think that's fair enough. But I so so my whole issue, right? My whole issue boils down to uh, the the big kind of climax of the film is that the antagonist might take America's power, but at Every stage, like it's not a might, it's not a might. They're, they're straight they're up the saying nukes. they're straight up saying they want America's power for themselves, and in doing so, they've got to kill America to do it. They're not going to but ask America to move their met to another another universe. And no, that, in- that's that's the whole thing, though, is that like at every point through that, the antagonist is like. Uh, if I had America's power, I would go to the alternate reality. That's all the antagonist wants to do is just go to this alternate but, reality. But and, say- and we see, no, but we see at the end of the film, it doesn't require killing America to do so. Yeah, no, it definitely doesn't. But uh, <laughs> um, also at the end of the movie it's is so stupid. okay. I can't, I can't actually say this next bit because it's an actual spoiler. So I'm sorry, Steve. I'll, I'll spare you. Um, no, it doesn't come out until the 22nd of June on Disney Plus, so I'll probably forget it by then. <laughs> Go for um, it. Okay. Wait, is it not on Game Pass? <laughs> no, not yet. Not yet. Well, because I've got Disney Pass through Games. Fuck it. Disney Plus through Games Pass. <laughs> it technically is. Um, but Pat- yeah. Patrick, this might be a conversation we have to have off podcast or wait for a, an actual spoiler discussion to talk deeply into this movie when Steven watches it. Spoiler you need to stop just because you sound like Keith Bandit from the Yu-Gi-Oh! Bridge series. That's what you need to do. <laughs> All I'm hearing is America, America, America! In America! But, but Josh, the ocean says yes. <laughs> the uh, ocean no, says yes, so good. At, 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 like, yeah, at so many of the points, it's just like, the antagonist is doing something that is clearly evil. But when you think about why the antagonist is doing that thing, it's just like, no, I'm on board with that. It would take, I- it would take America all of, like, all of like five to ten minutes to just sort the antagonist out. The antagonist can go and do whatever the fuck they want in an alternate reality, and everyone's life just goes back to normal. But the problem, I, I, I do not understand how it is that we have a two and a half hour or two whatever hour movie. Of the problem the antagonist is you're jumping, just fucking the, you're jumping to a conclusion that's only possible by the end of the movie. And uh, uh, if uh, the, if uh, the antagonist got their wish any earlier in the movie, they actually become a multiverse level threat. A very multiverse these nuts. All right, that's a wrap up. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, what would you rate it out of ten, Pat? Fucking two. Oh. <laughs> like <laughs> no, like obvious <laughs> levels. Part, part, parts of it were entertaining, right? Like I can't say that I wasn't entertained for the for the 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 time that I spent in there, but. So much of what was happening on screen was just, if the characters just talked, (laughs) all they have to do is just send an email. (laughs) There there wasn't any talking their way out of it, though, because of how America works for that movie and her (laughs) development for the movie. Probably stuck in Congress or something. Out to lunch. Yeah, it needs to go. (laughs) Can we move on? I'm... I'm 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 happy to leave it there. Um, obviously, uh, Seth said that that uh, that he quite enjoyed it last week. That's fine. I I really didn't because the plot and writing let itself down. 
if you want to be uh, smooth-brained enough to just switch that part of your brain off while watching it, I'm sure you'll have a good time. That's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm not against that. I have exactly um, one wrinkle on this brain and I'm proud of it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, bad writing. Should we move on to Last of Us 2? Oh, oh, damn. What a segue. It because it doesn't have bad writing, right, Josh? <laughs> you'll find out. <laughs> oh, here we go. Uh, yeah, that, that that is a good segue, though. Um, Last of Us Part 2, finally. It's been rumored discussion for about five fucking episodes at this point. So uh, I know that the one listener out there that's super keen on this All is right, like, to the oh, news finally. Section. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Um, I'm already so, broken. <laughs> He's already dead. So, <laughs> so um, uh, the, we'll, we'll have a, a loose caveat of trying not to spend... Uh, an insane amount of time, so we might have to split this up given how long we talked about multiverses, which I really did not think we were going to do. Jesus Christ. Bro, you literally but- talk about multi- like this, this Doctor Strange by four years. <laughs> My brother in Christ. You live to yourself. And I just derailed <laughs> you as well. Alright, yeah, yeah. Call me Seth. Um, so, uh, <laughs> I guess from the outset, it is probably worth uh, making sure that we're all on the same page here. I have played Last of Us Part 2. Josh has played Last of Us Part 2. Steve has played Last of Us Part 2. Seth, you have seen people play Last of Us Part 2? Yeah, I've seen most of the game. I've missed uh, basically all of Ellie Day 2 and half of Ellie Day 3. Everything else I've seen. the important parts, cool. Jesus. (laughs) Cool. So, why don't we start with the Ellie section? So, how how I think this discussion will best go is talk about Ellie section broadly, talk about Abby, Abby section broadly, and then talk about whether we thought the ending was good or bad. Um, yeah, we can't really spend too like, long on this. I yeah, I know. I, I feel like we're probably fine to drop spoilers because you know it is a, a several year old game at this point. Um, two years old at this point, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah two years old. Yeah, over. So, it came out before COVID, I think, or during COVID. Sorry to anyone that is still waiting to play Last of Us. I uh, hope you weren't turned off by the Last of Us chat last week, but we're going to double down with the part two, if you will, this week. Um, so. Uh, question for the group, no particular order. Uh, going through Ellie's section, uh, the first thing that I want to briefly dwell on is the idea of that kind of open-worldy section in Seattle Day 1, where they kind of let you do objectives uh, at your own pace. It was kind of um, a fairly open sort of environment. They just said, here's a bunch of shit to go and do, um, you know, t- task listy type stuff. That was quite a departure from the tr- uh, from Last of Us Part 1 in terms of being quite directed in gameplay. Do we think that that was a good thing, bad thing? Thoughts? I liked it. Um, it cool. Felt- Thank you, Steve. Uh, okay. Seth, what about you? <laughs> Refuses uh, to elaborate, leaves. <laughs> yeah, leaves. But, <laughs> 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 um... um I'm not having played the game. All I can thank talk you, about. Seth. Um, Josh, what about you? Damn it, <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> all right, well, yeah, two two in favor for it. Um, I I quite enjoyed it as well. There we go, three three in favor for it. Um, all right, yeah, yeah, no, it must must have been pretty good. Um, Thanks, Patrick. Um- <laughs> yeah. So next thing that I want to talk about, uh, the num the the uh, array of weaponry that Ellie has access to now. Uh, obviously, you played as Joel through you know most of the first game. Ellie for a little bit. This one is uh, entirely Ellie for the Ellie section. Um, uh, how how did it feel playing a more mature Ellie with with access to uh, more weapons? I know that uh, Josh, you didn't really experiment with with too much of the equipment that she could craft. Is that uh, that, that that was is that correct? No, I used a fair bit of Ellie stuff that you could craft, but I... not the landmines, right? 
Mm, I use them, but I, I so Abby has like like foot traps, but you make like throwable bombs as Ellie. So I used a lot of Ellie's stuff. I didn't really use much of Abby's. Hmm. Because I seem to remember in the Abby versus Ellie boss fight towards the end of the game that you got absolutely wrecked by a by a mine, and you went, "Oh shit, that's right, Ellie can use these." Well, no, Abby could use them. I think we're both lost. I am absolutely lost. Abby has like foot mines that you set down. Yeah. And Ellie has like like throwable bombs that you have in the first Last of Us. Does Ellie not have proximity like uh kind of the landminey type jobs? Well, yeah, but you like throw them and they're basically grenades. Huh. Okay. Maybe the only grenades because they go near them. They're proximity grenades. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I guess that's kind of how grenades work. I guess. Yeah. Okay. No. Fair enough. Um, so, uh, uh, did, um, yeah, did, uh, I'm trying to think of how to phrase the question. Obviously you had, well, you had the option of murdering a lot of people and a lot of dogs, um, uh, you know, going through Ellie's section. Uh, how was it playing? Like, what was your approach? Uh, Josh. Um, my, my approach was just scared. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair enough. That's like. Like that. That's why I I do quite enjoy how they did Last of Us Part Two, and that they kind of gave you the opportunity more so than Last of Us Part One. I would argue that uh, when you're faced with kind of a, a Metal Gear Solid Five type thing of you can approach this next area in a bunch of different ways, that they actually gave you uh, agency in choosing how you dealt with the next situation, which I thought was quite cool. Yeah, I think for the most part, because I was playing on easier difficulty than what you did, you were judging me. <laughs> but I was able <laughs> okay, to just true. walk up and kind of blast most <laughs> things, or like stealth the first couple of enemies and go, oh fuck, they saw me, and then just pull some shit out, and then just wipe the floor with the rest of them. Like, it was never really that big of a problem. You didn't play the um, game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, fellow Dark way, Souls moron. contributor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I always like to play like those, especially those kind of games. Like to me, normal, whatever the normal setting is, is yeah. the g- way the game is supposed to be experienced first, and then if I like I the mean, game, I'll go back and play it on a harder difficulty. You, you, yeah, you did play with listing mode on, so I mean, you, you did play it like a bitch, but that, that, that's okay. Uh, yeah, I think. scary things are scary, man. <laughs> yeah, well, it wasn't enough. even the scary things that because like, I played it on a bit of one of the harder difficulties. I was probably just one step up from normal. And it wasn't so much that it was like hard or intense or anything. The fact that like if I got in a firefight or something early on in a stage, I'm like, well, got no ammo's got nothing left. Looks like I'm yeah, that yeah. Is sneaking around. And that's just yeah. it was just like frustrating. And because yeah. they, and the AI is like really smart and that is really good and it sort of does sort of make you play a bit more cautious than just going in and just blasting everybody. But because so the AI's was- behavior changes Depending yeah. on if, if it finds a body or if you disturb them or something, they can do something yep. unexpected and spot you and you're like, you try to get out of it. And it sort of mm. like snowballs and it's like, well, I got nothing left. Yeah, pretty and much. Like there was multiple times where I, I think Patrick and Seth both saw me do this, where I was like, well, I've been spotted or I've got like zero, little ammo and I couldn't stealth them. I'm just going to walk up to them and let them kill me because yep. I'm not getting out of this. Yeah, free <laughs> like, but also, yeah. also the other side too, like a few times where, um, uh, you know, a mutual friend of ours and I would be watching you play. Uh, and we would, you know, uh, uh, hint, if, if you will, you know, uh, uh, breadcrumb the surprise that you're about to come across. Yeah, get fucked, and- Patrick. Oh, no, this <laughs> section. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks, guys. 
Thanks for really driving it home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But in, in uh, a couple of those sections, it would involve fighting uh, like a bloater or something. And on higher difficulties, you actually do just go through like 90% of all of your ammo trying to drop this one bloater. Yeah, whereas uh, I would go which, through about two guns and I'd be like, oh, it, it's dead. And you're like, I would empty out all of my guns at full ammo. Like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, no, it, it is just an, it, like, it does just change up how you play. Uh, I, I don't know if that speaks, because I don't really like the idea of just artificially increasing kind of the bullet sponginess of, of enemies. Uh, but um, that is at generally the same time, how um, The Last of Us and Uncharted handled their difficulty, so which exactly. is a shame. Yeah at, the, yeah, at the same time, that is kind of how, like, um, it's it's sort of understandable why they can't just make the AI say smarter on higher difficulties because the idea is that at all difficulties you kind of have the same threat. It's just how how much you have to overcome to deal with that threat. I haven't um, played the harder difficulty, but it seems like that's true to a point. But if you still headshot enemies and stuff, then you're still going to kill them, right? I just yeah, no, there's I, just less ammo. Is my there's, there's less ammo, and I think I was reading as well that the AI is a bit smarter. Um, which is like a good is way it to do actually, it. Actually, it, it I, felt I, pretty I similar it. watching Josh play through it, but that more so might have been because, you know, I haven't I played it. I think they're made but, more uh, aware of their surroundings on higher difficulties in part two. Oh, hmm. What does that mean? So, though? Like, it, so, like, if you kill someone, they're faster to track. Someone in the group is their output account. So, you know, uh, how, okay. you know how in Abbey section you've got those, uh, uh, I can't remember the name of them, but the people that all whistle. To give their location the away. Seraphites. Yeah. Scars. Seraphites. The Seraphites. Yeah. Well, scar- scars if you want to use a slur. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I think like, they, they just whistle more often in high difficulties to give away your location more often. Fuck. Maybe, maybe that is true. Thinking back on some of those sections where it's just yeah, like, oh, they- look, we've got the bloody barbershop quartet of whistlers over here. <laughs> yeah. Those were pretty, pretty difficult. But yeah, to, to go back to your... Original question, Pat. I really like sort of playing as um, Ellie in the first section with that, especially on the first day with that open world. Like, I, it didn't mm. force you to explore if you didn't want to. Like, it just gave you a bit of options mm. and you had a map yeah. that you could go on. There's some good stuff in there, though. Yeah, Uncharted yeah, 4 does was, a similar yeah. thing as well. They do, yeah, actually. I, yeah. Um, you can definitely see the, the links through, you know, as, as they kind of progress in, in how they make games. Um, I because I really liked that part of the game, and then quite literally, it was either you, Patrick, or our mutual friend, like went, "Oh, I hope you enjoyed that because that's the last one of them." And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> oh, that's a shame." <laughs> like I really, really yeah, enjoyed yeah. that style of gameplay, and then to find out that it was just sort of linear from that point on, I was like, I'm "Yeah, sorry. I think that, the first day that, in that Seattle with Ellie is think. the only time they do an open stage." Yeah. Like, there are parts where, like, obviously, like the other Last of Us games, where it's like you can run off in the other direction and find a little bit of something, but that's kind of the, the I guess it's to really drive home that you're playing as Ellie and to introduce other characters and the setting of Seattle so that you, you kind of because they keep kind of throwing you back there into locations in Seattle that you're kind of just expected to know. So I guess that yeah. makes sense. But it's just it's a shame that it wasn't done a little bit more consistently throughout the game. But then you mm. also sort of go in the, the other direction of I don't want it to be an open world Ubisoft clone. So I'm Kind of glad they didn't at the same time. Fair enough. Uh, with the Ellie section, we also got quite a few kind of flashbacky moments to when, uh, you know, we're, we're grappling with various parts of the relationship with, with Joel, even though Joel, uh, spoiler alert, has died. Uh, 
I'm curious as to the- Sorry, sorry, man. Sorry. Um, (laughs) He he had an unfortunate accident playing Hot Shots Golf. (laughs) What do you mean? He was playing air hockey and got really into it. Uh, And so I would be curious to know the group's thoughts, because I I am just kind of conscious of time, so I want to kind of keep the conversation moving, because I think we're going to spend a lot more time on the writing and story overall, so I'm just going to try and move through stuff. So sorry if I'm trying to sort of shepherd us along. Um, I'm curious as to where, like, whether, what people's, uh, overall thoughts were to the idea of, even though they, the writers made the decision to kill Joel off early, uh, Joel is still probably, you know, one of the largest characters in the game in terms of amount of interactions and time spent with him. Uh, so he's dead in the present time, but you go back to flashbacks and things. Uh, where, where were people at with these flashbacks? Were, were they good? Did they help flesh out the relationship? Were they perhaps unnecessary at times? Um, yeah, what what are what are people's general thoughts and feelings on Ellie flashbacks with Joel? Uh, I loved him. Uh, yeah, okay, thank you, thank you, Steve. Um, particular ones in mind. Um, the one where they go to the museum—that is that's the one yeah. everyone yeah, that's, mentions. That's the- yeah, well, yeah, how can you not mention it? It's like perfect. Like it really sets up the relationship See- with them. Like they, it, it, it seems like it's like despite the world being over, despite. What Ali's going through now, she has these positive memories of Joel, and it's sort of like a, okay, you've had this big scary action scene. Ellie's nearly getting gotten killed a couple of times, but hey, remember she was a kid and she had some good times with Joel, and it's a very good change of pace, and it sort of explores the, the world a bit more and a bit more of Abby and Joel's right. Sorry, not Abby, Ellie and Joel's relationship. Well, I was going to say Abby and Joel's relationship involves a nine iron and uh, no golf course. (laughs) Coming coming from the side of I've only watched this, um, I I kind of agree with Steve in that that section is fantastic. It is like that thing you want from The Last of Us of like the interaction between Joel and Ellie and like it's perfect for what if you're a The Last of Us one fan, that's the type of um, thing that you absolutely love. Yeah, that's watch, a good point, actually. Watching it, it is very Last of Us 1. Yeah, it's it's a very The Last of Us 1, but watching it, I feel like those flashback segments are just giant uh, pace breakers for, like, what's going on with the current story. And That's also true. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's true, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like I think it's it- a bad thing in a narrative-driven thing where it feels like it feels like a filler episode of an anime. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's only opinions of both of those. Well, let, let, let me just uh, push yeah, Seth's yeah, point down the toilet where it belongs. So the idea is because Joel died so early on, you there's that sort of sense of, well, why is Ellie going this far? And then the, you have those sort of stop gaps. Those, they are, I'm probably going to regret saying this because you'll call me on it later. They are filler, but they're only filling the relationship of Ellie and Joel up to, be, to remind you how much that Joel meant to her. Right, but there's also the entirety of The Last of Us 1 in that you've already spent an entire game building up their relationship. You you kind of don't need yeah, the, those uh, that, middle that, sections because you've already gone through an entire game of building up their relationship and seeing why Ellie would be so um, upset in basically losing her father figure. Okay, I'm going to jump in here. So, first of all, <laughs> those sections are fantastic. Especially the aquarium is probably one of my favorite parts of a video game I've ever played. It was extremely well written. Um, aquarium or museum? Uh, sorry, museum. I don't know why I yeah, said okay, aquarium. Cool. Um, yeah, no, that's fine. Aquarium is that, where that, you go that's on a, a killing spree. Yes. 
Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah you I was going to say. Uh, if that's your um, favorite part, uh, I I hope you seek help. <laughs> uh, no, 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 not not the aquarium. Sorry, the museum. That was, was fucking excellent, incredible. Yeah, mm. I, I felt a little bit funny about the ending of it when it kind of just throws you into more of like a I am alone kind of thing. But then at the end of that, it all made sense. It was it was very good. Um, I think that it's absolutely necessary to break the pace because. While you have the relationship built up in Last of Us One, it was a, it was very one sided in a way of it was a relationship of necessity for Ellie. Uh, Joel was basically you know a, a fucking tour driver at that point. Was, I don't know. I feel like the winter section, uh, even before that, where you're at the university, you start seeing from Ellie's perspective that she's uh, getting to um, know Joel and appreciate him. And, and form that's a true. Relationship. But it's more of like. Again, it's still like, oh, fuck, I, I'm a kid. I'm alone. And then afterwards, when she had a community, she still went and did these things with Joel. And it was like much more of like a father sort of figure rather than uh, we, we have a good relationship because we traveled together. It's like we chose to stay together. I think that's a huge difference. But also it really reinforces that not not only that they had a good relationship, but because Throughout the start of the game, they it's clear that they had a bad relationship at the start of the game. It's really just driving home a lot of the stuff that, you know, t- towards the end to do a bit more of a spoiler, they, she, they didn't really get the chance to make up. And she's having all of these good memories of Joel being like, oh, this is the stuff that I miss. And then, you know, kind of more fuels her rage rampage to go kill everyone. It just brings a little bit more perspective to it. If you didn't have that it would just be her being like, I'm mad, and then running down a road and killing everything in the way. And I don't think that- Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, it, it does show her- Ellie's angry because she's lost her father figure, but she's more mad at herself because she, like, squandered away so much time um, because- like, I don't think do- it was even she squandered so much time because it feels like the relationship had a sour point pretty recently and she was just- uh, uh, it was being- a couple of years back. I think it was like two years into the four years. Well, we would see, and, and it's because like there's that scene at the where she's like, no, yeah, the really nights happened. before everything happens. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, she was going to start chance. trying to patch things up, and then the Last of Us Two happens. Yeah, yeah, it does but feel like she's the- she's on the the verge of like, all right, I've gotten past. The horrible thing that Josh, that Joel did. Whoa, Josh okay. Did. Yeah. No, 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 no. You, <laughs> actually got it. Could be Josh, you do say fair. some horrible things. Yeah, yeah that's true. You, you <laughs> do have some very, very wrong opinions. No, but I knew what that. Was your, what was your opinion on it, Patrick, to kind of even it out? Uh, are we talking about the, the, like, the idea of the flashbacks in general or, or the museum section? Um, both. I mean, well, both. They're, they're kind of one and the same, so both. Um, I, so weirdly, I don't think they're one and the same. So, uh, Super quickly, I think the idea of the museum section is to show Joel in a positive light and to influence the fact that Ellie is still a child during this flashback. And I don't think all of the flashbacks are designed in the same way. So there is like a slight difference there in terms of what they're going for. But I do find it, in my personal opinion, I'm probably closer to Seth on this one in that I think that it's, um, I'm going to say lazy. I don't mean that totally in the negative way, but- when you kill off the character and then in flashbacks show how much the character means, it feels like a, a crutch in a way. Because it's like, I've killed this character. Well, like, you know, the, the, the team behind it has killed this character off. 
which means we can no longer show this relationship organically. Therefore, we have to frame how this relationship is viewed through something like a flashback, which means that uh, when, you, when you do that as a narrative device, particularly when you use it as a tension break, uh, because you know that it occurs in the past, it does work in that it means that you can kind of fall into the idea of it being a flashback. But in the back of your mind, or at least in the back of mine, you know that it's detracting from what is kind of a more present thing happening that, that you are taking a break from. And then further to that, it feels, in my opinion, kind of cheap in that if you can't show it organically, uh, or rather, if it, like the whole idea of the museum section is that, you know, Joel has redeeming qualities, right? But it feels kind of lazy if you don't have a way of doing that organically and instead you have to rely on things like a museum flashback because I feel like if they tried to do that, if Joel was still alive and with Ellie and whatever change that would have to the story, that we wouldn't feel that and we wouldn't agree with that. And so, uh, yeah, it just, yeah, I, I can see why they did it. And if I was in their position, I probably would do the same, but just to kind of observe it as to, to where it, like what role it plays narratively in the overarching story of Last of Us 2, it does feel kind of crutchy and kind of cheapy in we just get these sort of cherry-picked pieces because the um, the onus of proving that Joel has redeeming qualities is much easier when you can cherry-pick the moments that prove it rather than trying to show it through uh, like really difficult sort of narrative storytelling in the present time. That's probably what I'd have to say on that. I think that that's just her going through grief. You know, that, that's why she's remembering it. But it's probably easier to leave it there as like a 50-50 and move on to any other questions because we could talk about this for literal hours. And yeah, we have. I know. So. And, and we have. And we have. Um, spoiler cast part two, anyone? Um, <laughs> next thing that I want to touch on is the... I. So I'm curious, particularly the people that didn't know how long the game was going on for, and I don't know which of those mm. that applies to. When you got to the end of Ellie's section and the game didn't end, it obviously let, like, you know, you are now playing as Abby. That's fine. How much of the game did you think Abby was actually going to contribute to? Because she was obviously framed as the antagonist from very early on. Uh, now that you got to play as Abby, I don't think, because when I played it, I certainly didn't expect Abby's section to kind of not feel, because it, it wasn't like a time passing thing, but I didn't expect it to kind of be a 50-50 split between Ellie and Abby. Do you know what I mean? Was anyone else in a similar boat? hundred percent similar boat. Like I literally got to the end of Ellie's section and I was like, all right, cool. She's going to kill Abby and that's going to be it. I, and then it doesn't happen. <laughs> I knew just, about yeah. uh, I, I knew it was going to be about the same because um, No Dog had an NDA for reviews and everything saying um, reviewers weren't allowed to talk about the Abby section of the game at all. And so basically everyone was going, we can't do a review, like a full review for this game because we literally cannot talk about half the game and we can't tell you why. I, I obviously knew playing it much later that it was about 50% of the game, but I was playing Ellie going like, surely it's going to end because I'm not going to be playing Abby this long. Surely it's going to end. Surely it's going to end. Holy shit, it's still yeah. going with Ellie's story. Oh, wow, yep. this game is a lot longer than I thought. And then playing Abby's, I was like, like it, it, it didn't feel long. Don't, don't get me wrong. It was, it was very good and very well written. But it mm. was like, I didn't expect it to be quite as long either. Or as I, um, I think, I think off the packs. back of that too, like it does end on quite a, uh, like, um, what's the word? Abby's like, section the, or the game? Well, 
No, no, no. Sorry. Um, what I mean is when when you finish Ellie's section, you know, Abby, Abby has just uh, you know, burst her way into the theater. She really wants to see Spider-Man No Way Home, but they're not showing it anymore. So she starts, you know, lighting up the place. Fair what enough. A reference. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Jesus. But so so when you then kind of. Uh, you know, babe, wake up! You're playing Abby now. You know, you have un- you have unlocked Luigi. Um, <laughs> it it does feel kind of weird because you have this big thing that you know has to resolve, right? Like the game uh, is going to absolutely do you dirty if you don't get a resolution to that. And now you kind of rewind the clock to Abby Seattle day one. And I know that um, uh, when when a mate of mine and I uh, played through it, we we hit that section and it was kind of like. So are we just going to have to play through all of Abby's section to get back to that moment? Because that moment, obviously they didn't resolve it because that's the whole point of why you're playing through as Abby. But again, it kind of comes back to the whole, this is a tension break slash reset, but you know that there has to be a link back to what that moment is later on. So it did kind of throw uh, both of us when we hit that. It was kind of like... um, uh, I don't know, it, it felt like kind of cliffhangery for cliffhangery's sake. Like, oh, what's going to happen? You'll have to play through the rest of the game and find out. Which just meant that we weren't playing Abby's section to enjoy Abby's section. We're playing Abby's section to resolve what it, what the fuck had just happened with Ellie's section. Yes, that was that's a different way of looking at it. Um, and probably a lot more in-depth than I would have thought. I thought you were playing Abby's section to understand Abby's point of view. I, I, I don't it. think you're doing it to understand her point of view because she's her point of view you get at the beginning where she um well okay let me restart because at yeah because you're of wrong the game, so you might want to restart yeah at the beginning <laughs> of the game um she kills Joel so um yeah what? and and uh, yeah I guess from her side you're you do have a bunch of stuff that's like okay here's why she wanted to go kill Joel. But at the same time, it feels like it's split between now that she's gotten her um her kill against Joel, she's kind of doing her own thing off separate from basically everyone else she knows, and yeah, she, it, it's like a weird, it's like a split between um okay, we're going to learn more about her past, but at the same time, she's off doing her own adventure. Um, it's it's basically making, like starting a second story. Yeah, basically. I. So my my opinion on it is that it was to not so much to understand Abby, but to humanize her. Um, yes, because she just steps in like she Hulk and then beats the ever living shit out of the guy that you loved in the first game and went, huh? <laughs> and she, she's like, oh, I'm not gonna make this quick. I'm gonna torture you. Like after the guy just saved her life and everything, right? So it. It was like it was the shock value opening, but it needed to humanize it to pull off the end of the story, and that is felt like what it was to me. It really has a lot of throwbacks to Last of Us One, with like I I just want to save Lev, like that's that's all she really wanted to do at the by the end of it, and that's basically her the entire build up for her story is like oh everyone else is human too, I've gone through growth, I just want to protect them, I just want to be. I just want, I want to live in a society. <laughs> um, and that, <laughs> don't, don't that's, we all. <laughs> that, that, that's kind of like what my impression of it was. Not so much for a tension break or a cliffhanger, but for you to have the other half of a story and play two major characters to 
have the end of the game that it did without you feeling cheated as such. And I, I think it succeeded. I think it did a really good job. Yeah, it does make it a lot more complex. Like if you're just looking at Ellie's story, it's just like a story of revenge. Well, Abby's. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying not. that we. I'm not saying that we need to cut Abby's story to make Abby seem more human. But I think it's a bit. I, I think the game knows what it did when it left you on a cliffhanger and then threw you into Abby's story, versus how other media might approach it of kind of a concurrent timeline because we go through day one, two, three, reset one, two, three versus one Ellie. I'm not even saying one Ellie, one Abby, two Ellie, two Abby sort of thing, but uh, kind of hinting that, that this humanization was coming uh, through the middle of it. And yes, that might've weakened Ellie's story, but that kind of comes into how much you bought into the ending, which I guess we'll touch on um uh, you know, soon TM. Um, the the major draw of Abby's story, I think, is as you pointed out, the interactions with Lev and I forget the other character. Rose? No, it's not Rose. Lev and um. Oh my god, how have I forgotten the name? I forgot the name. The other Scar. Yeah, the other <laughs> Scar. <laughs> Scar two. <laughs> um, everyone. Everyone that I've seen um, that has talked about this has talked about Yara. How- Her name's Yara. Yara. Um, Shoot. Why was I thinking Rose from? Anyway. I don't yeah, know. Yara. Because of Star Wars. Um, <laughs> maybe, well, maybe. Maybe, actually. Um, but the, the, the um, storytelling and relationship between uh, Abby, Yara, and Lev, fantastic. No one can fault that. It, it is an excellent piece in and of itself. But- uh, where I think a lot of people are divided is how much that actually ties into the kind of quote-unquote story that you care about that is Last of Us Part 2. Because I think anyone that plays through Abby's section as a standalone story about the relationships between Abby, Lev, and Yara in this post-apocalyptic world is a very strong story. But that's in some ways not really what The Last of Us Part 2 is about. It kind of feeds into the, the grandest story that Naughty Dog is trying to tell. So I'd be curious as to people's thoughts, not only on that relationship, but more specifically about the uh, excursion to the, the Scar Island and that entire kind of, not ending sequence, but you know what I mean? Like that, that was a pretty climactic um, uh, piece of gameplay. Uh, where does that tie in for, for you guys with the, the overarching story of Last of Us Part 2? Uh, Steve? Or uh... Josh? Yeah, come last, yeah. I think, I I need to start a little bit further back. I think that to do the game section by section not only weakens Ellie's story, but ruins the shock value and the questioning of yourself that you're supposed to have when that comes into play, when you're playing as Abby. I think if you were doing it midway, the story is weaker overall, but that's subjective. That's my opinion. In Mm. saying that, I think that that section of the game, while I agree with you, it felt kind of unneeded. It was more, if you didn't have that as Abby, it would be just a means to an end of getting back to Ellie. There wouldn't be this huge moment where she's like, you know, you're my family. I'm, I'm looking after you. I'm here to do this for you kind of thing. If, if they'd skipped that entire section, there, there isn't any of that. And it would just, it wouldn't be as believable that she's doing all this just for Lev. 
just to be a better person. It would just kind of fall a bit flat. It would just kind of be taking her at a face value of, I saved these kids. That's about it. Like, they, they, mm. they didn't have the whole... The Last of Us 1 had this huge game that was dedicated to building a relationship between Joel and Ellie. And they were trying to replicate it in a way between Abby and these kids. And to not have a scene like that in there, I don't think it's as believable or as strong so that you don't feel the same way for Abby as you do for Ellie or for Lev. Um, and I think you need to have something in there. I don't, I don't think it needs to necessarily be go to Scar Island and have like, you know, a, a action movie scene. And, 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 but, yeah, and have the largest bonfire in Seattle history. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> it needed something along those lines to replace that. And mm. I, I think it did a really good job with what it did. I just, I don't know what I would have replaced it with, but yeah, I, I certainly enough. needed to be there. Uh, Seth, your thoughts? Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I don't know how I would have handled the split between um, Abby and Ellie because I agree with both of you. I think doing it the way they did it is kind of weak, but at the same time, I can't think of a good alternative because it is meant to be there for the shock value and what it serves but at the same time yeah. uh watching it uh, abby's section is so much more what i would have wanted from uh, the last of us 2 not so much the whole yeah, um, also Seraphite, true not so much a whole seraphite island ending sort of thing um but more of uh, let's go through the setting of the last of us but with different characters different motivations and so on because i i am uh, obviously of the opinion that the Last of Us one ended perfectly. I didn't want a sequel. If they were going to do a sequel, I wanted it. To, I wanted it to be about other characters and expand the world, and that's yeah. kind of what Abby's section did. And I feel like it was a very strong part of the narrative. But uh, in the in the end, they kind of <laughs> they burned that all away. Yeah, fair. Uh, Steve, any thoughts from you? I'm still kind of figuring it out. Yeah, no. Um, I think we'll be, I, I will admit, Seth, that Last of Us Part 1 did like, end perfectly and there was no need to make a Last of Us Part 2. What they did do with Last of Us Part 2 was really good and like I definitely enjoyed it. I probably... The story premise was a lot... was just maybe because it was a lot different to Part 1. Um, I probably enjoyed it more because like part one is just a, a man has to a take girls quest. somewhere. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Man has to take girls somewhere. Quest, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Escort. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Wait, escort. Escort. The other one. Oh, you have to fetch Abby and then give it back. Um, <laughs> and it, it, yeah, it's essentially a man and man loses his daughter. Man finds another daughter figure. Man and daughter figure hate each other at the start. Man and daughter, daughter figure uh, love each other by the end. And then, and then Troy Baker markets NFTs. That that's the whole story, right? Yeah, that's it. He should be more like. Yeah. No, you forgot a part where he pulls out of it. <laughs> which, which in the Last of Us case is probably when he got his head hit by a uh, golf bat. <laughs> <laughs> when 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 Abby when Abby convinced him that NFTs are not the future. <laughs> um, yeah, but part two was it's it is a revenge story for half of it. Um, and it's it's half of a story of Ellie what trying to get revenge. What happens when you get your revenge? Yeah, that's it's not even that. It's when you can't get your revenge. Like, don't forget it. Like, the end of the confrontation between Ellie and Abby. Abby wins. Like, she uh, really injures um, Tommy, Joel's brother, like to the point where he can't walk. 
he kills by oh, really sorry, injures, you mean guy. shoots and in he the head. Slides to Ellie yeah. into going and finishing the job for him. Yeah, because he can't do it. Yeah. Um it's and Joel sort of, Tommy are pieces of shit, like just, you know. Yeah. From, yeah. I mean Joel Joel is kind of a piece of shit in that he did a lot of shit to survive. Yeah. Tommy is kind of like an even bigger piece of shit because of him wanting to go out on this revenge quest and then when he can't do it, he's pulling out everything he can to convince Ellie to do it in his stead instead. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, he started out as such a good influence and such a good character. Like, he was the voice of reason and then just went completely the other end of the rails. That yeah. is true, so, yeah. Um, Steve, Steve you, you, you were saying before yeah. this episode rudely interrupted you. Well, maybe, I'm sorry, maybe, I'll try and stop doing that. You did well, it maybe, again? <laughs> well, maybe, maybe that's the, Maybe that's the, oh, Shut the fuck up. Kick him out. My brother in Christ just stopped talking. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so, but maybe maybe that's the point. Maybe Tommy does go off the rails because he they lost. He, they lost. Yeah, he lost his brother. And not only no, yeah. but not only did he lose his brother, but they went on this big quest for revenge and they lost. They got the shit kicked out of them. And it was only because Abby gone. You know what? Fuck you. I took Joel. I beaten you guys in your quest for revenge. Fuck off. Pack your shit. Get out. Um. Well, that, that was also Lev stopping Abby, though, as well. It, right? it, was, it was, too. It was. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. Yeah, Abby um, could have had them all dead there. But yeah, I think that was... It's fantastic. Like, is it... I'm a... Because I'm just sort of brainwashed by Hollywood. Like, a, a revenge story. Oh, look, you got revenge. All right, see you later. Um, it all worked out in the end. But like, a revenge story that doesn't work or... It's just so much better. It's so much more interesting. And then you sort of... Because you're playing Abby in the Abby versus Ellie part after you've gone through this yeah, that really surprised big me, thing. Actually. You've gone through yeah. this really big thing on that, the Scar Island, um, whatever it's called. Uh, you've Sarah lost. Fight. Yeah, whatever. You've lost. Stop using um, slurs. <laughs> you've lost <laughs> that, that Yuri girl or you, uh, Yura. Um, Yara. 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 Fucking Yu-Gi-Oh! 5D's character. Toy- Yu-Gi-Oh! Toyota Yara. <laughs> Yara. Yara, Yara get it right eventually. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Um, it just seems like you're, you're so attached to Abby that when it's Abby versus Ellie, you're like, oh, fuck, that's right. Ellie is in this game as well. Like, maybe I don't want. I genuinely <laughs> didn't know who I wanted to win. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which I started the, the Abby section, I assume, like everyone did and went, I don't really want to do this. And then yeah. by the end of it, I was like, I really fucking love this section. It was yeah. excellent. Mm. I, was really um, I think we need to probably yeah, leave it so- there and wrap up the end of the story, right? Yeah. So we're, we're going to hit the ending in a sec, but I got, I got two, two things to say. I, I um well first of all quick morality check who threw the who threw the ball over the fence so that Alice couldn't get it you're a fucking monster Patrick <laughs> no one else did that but you yeah it was just you big fella not even I did that and I hate animals cool says well. with the most animals in his house out of all of us <laughs> we got a new bunny Name's oh, did you, how, how many animals uh, do you have in your did house you, did you throw Steve? it over a fence uh, we have a cat uh, and two rabbits and by we did I mean my partner his name is Sebastian yeah. It's okay, a we, great name for a bunny. That's a great got, name sorry, for a bunny. We no, got so three dogs and a ferret, so I win by one. <laughs> well, you haven't counted the worms in his uh, compost bin. Or the fish. In his uh, dogs. Or the fish, yeah. Um, no, so the, the bunny, it's a sidetrack us. The bunny came to us as Donna. Um, not like Donna Kebab. Like- <laughs> I was going to say, like a kebab? <laughs> like, like, oh, my God. Because he was found in- Oh, like, 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 like Auntie Donna. No, he was- <laughs> It was found um, on Christmas, so it was like Donna the reindeer. Oh. Yeah, I know. Shit. That's why his name's been changed to Sebastian. 
I want to name you after a crab. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get crabby with me, Mr. Bunny. That's what we'll hey, say. There it is. Um, the other yeah, thing sorry, that I wanted yeah, to say. Good, good sidetrack. Um, yeah, no, oh, that's fine. Cle- well, clearly, well, I'm just... There was a tension I'm, I'm, break that was needed in the middle of the story. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, so now you have, actually, Thanks, Josh. you're more attached to me, so then when I go in and I kill Seth <laughs> interrupting me, <laughs> you actually want that. <laughs> don't kill so, the uh, editor, I, take I, someone else. Yeah, I was going to say, don't... don't, oh, wait, don't, don't Josh has to edit, and then the podcast is never coming out. Oh, sorry, Josh, but we contribute the least to this podcast, so we've got to fight to the death. We've got to go. All right, I'll be the Jake Paul. So as you, as the yeah. as the final um as the final thing, I'll give you guys a chance to respond. But the the final thing that I want to bring up before we hit the ending, um, uh, fifteen seconds on the clock for each of us. But when I played Last of Us Part One, I thought it was a story between Joel and Ellie. So when in Last of Us Part Two I started playing as Joel and Ellie, I assumed that the story would be about Joel and Ellie. So it was jarring to me that the game only reveals part way through that the, the story is no longer just about Joel and Ellie. Uh. Yeah, 15 seconds to, to give a thought or comment on that. Uh, anyone. I um, played it too late to, to, to know that. I, I had the spoilers of him dying and that the game was half Abbey, so I didn't yeah. have that preconception, but okay. I enjoyed it nonetheless. I had, I had a very um, a, a very sneaking suspicion that Joel was going to die, and there was a trailer they showed where um, Joel comes up and saves Ellie, saying, did you think I was going to let you do that alone? <laughs> And what a scam that is. Yeah, that is a big scam of a trailer because uh, they removed that. And I thought the story was going to be way more interesting with the, if that was the case because I thought Ellie was going to lose her mind. Zombie I'm sorry Joel? I went over 15 seconds, but I, I had to get it out there. It's like it's like Weekend at Bernie's, but Joel's a clicker. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, thought going, that I thought it was going to be this whole thing where um, Ellie's kind of like imagining Joel in these uh, scenarios where she's out on her revenge quest. And I've... I don't know, I thought maybe a story about her mental state after losing Joel would have been very interesting, which I mean, that's it still it kind of is, but yeah. not in the way that uh, that trailer made it seem it was going to be. Before we move mm-hmm. on for Stevens, I want to point out that not only was it not her father figure, but it was her current partner's ex. Yeah. <laughs> which is 10 out of 10. Wait, oh, oh yeah, what? that was fucking strange. Yeah. Um, it was, um, what was his name? Jesse. In the, the trailer. So it was like her current partner's ex oh, who currently see, got see, her see, current yeah. partner pregnant. The, the guy from The yeah. Walking Dead. Yeah. That <laughs> dies in both shows. The, the Walking Dead and The Last of Us. Oh, spoiler. I think Glenn was his name. If you got a typecast, you got a typecast. <laughs> I don't know his name. Glenn in Walking Dead. Glenn. <laughs> All right. No wonder he um, died. So, Steven, um, Oh, no, I, like, I liked it. But just keep going. I have nothing more to add. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> So, I uh, final thing. Seconds. <laughs> yep, no, that's fine. F- final thing that we'll touch on. Uh, so I realize I'm, I'm looking at the time. We're at, we're at 40, 40-ish minutes. Um, final thing that we'll touch on. The ending. The ending and its place in the overarching story of Last of Us Part 2. Gameplay, I'm 100% on board with. Really like the gameplay. Uh, but I didn't like the overarching story of Last of Us Part 2 because, to me... The entire thing relied on the buy-in that you believed Ellie to be in the right and acting somewhat, not rationally, but that you could believe Ellie's motivations for wanting to seek revenge at the expense of all the people she killed after making a big deal about the first person she killed in Last of Us Part 1 and how um, kind of... uh, 
uh what's the word i'm looking for um uh apathetic towards well not apathetic that's not the right word but like how 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 much ellie changed in in her response to killing people especially after the nora section in last of us part two and so when we get to the ending it's this big kind of final showdown i don't like the idea that she got gaslit by tommy into giving up everything that she had I understand the PTSD element, but I really don't like the portrayal of mental illness in video games because it automatically debases where you could rationally believe a character to be coming from, and there's kind of no way back from that. That's just sort of how a lot of it plays out for me. Probably I also very feel like a that. lot of video games don't portray mental illness well. Mm. Like, at yeah. all. Which, which is kind of, it, that's sort of its own thing as well. But when she finally goes and does the whole San Diego section, I have a theory and I'm going to drop this in here as well, and you can respond to it in, in your time and how you discuss the ending. I think the San Diego section was designed to be the Seraphite Island of Ellie's story, and they did it after the resolution between Ellie and Abby, rather than at the end of Ellie's story. That's kind of my working game theory, because it feels a bit too long for so, what so, it tries to set up to so do. Can you, can you repeat that? I missed what you said there. So the entire final thing where you are Ellie running along the San Diego section to get to Abby... Yeah. It feels like it feels like it serves the same purpose in the story that Abby going to the Seraphite Island does in that, you know what it is that you're trying to do. And it's kind of fun in the way that you're doing it. But in the grand scheme of things, it kind of serves as a traveling mechanism or as a sort of story vehicle to get from point A to point B rather than it being uh an actual a that it's, thing yeah that it's about san diego or that it's uh, about santa the barbara, by the island way. sorry santa santa barbara but you, but yeah, you, no, you get yeah. the point right like yeah. that that ending piece yeah. my 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 working theory is that that was intended to be the seraphite island section of ellie's story that it's just sort of done in an odd way where it's after the story somewhat resolves um and i don't like the ending in that we finally have this confrontation and it feels like a letdown, honestly, like to me, that it's only when Ellie is finally in this situation where she's fucking drowning Abby that she finally has this moment of realization that, oh, maybe all those people I've killed, maybe Joel, maybe all these other motivating factors should change how I view the situation when it doesn't feel earned, in my opinion, because of how kind of pushed she is into getting there. And I'm just sort of not on board with it at that point. So I really didn't like the ending, but I loved the gameplay of Last of Us Part 2. I've sort of said my piece on that. I'll throw it to, I feel like Josh probably has something to say immediately. Steve I will probably would try rather to go figure last. Something out. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Seth, do you have thoughts? I'm pretty much on board with you in that, yeah, I, I don't like the ending. Um, you, you either have to be on board that um, Ellie is committed, um... Because she's gone through, like, this whole arc where she's just kind of killed everyone that's associated with, um, with Abby. Like, uh, her boyfriend, her entire friend group, and uh, there's the been, dog. like- The dog. Yeah, the dog. Um, and there's been, like, <laughs> I don't feel like there's- may- Maybe I've missed some cutscenes in, like, my half-watch through of her side, but it doesn't feel like she's that remorseful about it. It's like they were- they're, they're stepping stones to me getting my revenge on Abby for what she did. And Abby made me hurt by losing Joel. I'm going to make Abby hurt by taking away everyone she's associated with. Mm. And that's just kind of like, 
she's really far gone at that point. Um, and then it's like, yeah, she gets to the ending and she, we have to buy into the fact that she's given up, um, her life. She's, uh, with, um, uh, I'm sorry. I forgot her Dana. name. Dana. That's Dana. it. Yeah. She's giving up her life with Dana, um, to go back and do this all over again. And right, right at the ending, she's having this moment of clarity about Joel and she's like, no, I can't go through with this, even though she's done so much worse throughout this entire game. And it feels like it feels like it's trying to do a very cheap. It's very cheaply hitting the message of um the cycle of violence has to end at some points. If um mm. if it, uh, getting Abby means that Lev would have come after Ellie unless Ellie killed Lev as well. And it's. It's kind of sloppily done, in my opinion. I, I, I would just say on that, before I throw it to, to Josh or Steve, that I do like how, obviously, it is very clear that the whole, the whole message of Last of Us is that we can break the cycle of violence. But if at any time someone that committed violence just killed everyone in the room rather than one person, we wouldn't be having this discussion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, and then was, um, there you go. Full console circle. No, that, those are all good points. And to be honest, I, I didn't like how... Ellie spared Abby. I thought it was like, no, nah, I get fucked. Like, I get, it does sort of, oh, I'll take your point. Like she did go, go through so many people to sort of get to that point. But at that point, like it's how much of that is just like video game padding versus kill, kill, kill type of thing. Um, it, it, it yeah, that, that final sort of cutscene as well. And like how emaciated um, Abby was like, she'd lost like a lot of her, strength in that prison camp her, her arms looked normal it yeah. was terrifying she, she she didn't look like one punch would fucking cave my head in and the, <laughs> the heads of my sons who no longer exist um because she's punched her. <laughs> yeah i just feel sorry for abby after seeing her uh tied up yeah, like that I, and hold, I think, hold on to that thought for my point yeah I, yeah <laughs> Don't I, I, get, I get the feeling that's the sort of point like they both had absolute like even though abby won she wasn't living this great life she was in that prison camp for quite some time. And Ellie was dealing with her PTSD and the absolute regrets that she had um, about like, like not only did she not get revenge, she like had revenge in her hands and she went through so much and she lost. Like I said it before, I've said it again. Like she was the loser in that fight. Like she got the shit kicked out of her. They killed that guy. Tommy got disfigured and, uh, can't really do anything by himself anymore. Um, did Dana lose an arm? Am I imagining no, that? No, Dana got out pretty scot-free because yeah, she they didn't touch all... her because she was pregnant. That's well, right. That, Abby, yeah, Abby was... almost slit her neck and yeah. uh, Ellie right, said yeah. that she's pregnant and then El- uh, Abby like had like good. this moment of, so what, because uh, Ellie killed her friend that was pregnant earlier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. funny how you never see Yara was like, this until... is not our way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think I, yeah. So maybe this just went over my head because I didn't get it or it wasn't supposed to be there. Was Yara supposed to be like a, a um, sorry, not the Yara, Lev, was, were they supposed to be a trans? Oh, figure? sure. Yeah, they That's were trans. Yeah. yeah, they were absolutely yeah. trans. Yeah, and that was okay. the reason they had the falling yeah. out with the religion. Yeah, because yeah. there was that, like, there was that, that, that one comment um, they made about like wanting to be a warrior. And I wasn't, that just wasn't sure if that was because of the, Scars had like weird places in society between like, how you're born. Okay, 
And I think yeah. I missed and a couple also, of the They also kept uh, dead naming her as well. Yeah, calling her oh, dead, dead naming her. Yes, that's right, they did too. You're correct. And also, okay. they say later on that uh, there was supposed to be a wife for one of the elders, and that they didn't want that life. Um, so mm-hmm. then, when they shaved their head like like a warrior, like like the men rather, uh, that's when they went, "No, you're you're wrong. I'm going to run you out of town," kind of thing. And the mother right, turned yeah. against them. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it, yeah, I think I was like drifting off in a in a nap when that was happening. Was <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, that, um, I, I did enjoy that part as well. Um, that part, that, that Lev's whole um sub story was pretty good. I you could see what was going to happen as soon as you went to that island. But no, anyway, back to the ending. Yeah, I really liked it. Like it's you get to see uh both Abby and Ellie develop as characters. Um and yeah, it sort of is a cycle of violence. There's I'll let you guys go type of thing, but they were both them. No, don't they, do it again. <laughs> yeah. They were both pretty fucked up. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Uh Josh, it feels like you probably have something to say on this. Yeah, I wanna find out first, because Seth and Patrick both know my opinion, but what what do you think? Steven, do you think I liked the ending or not? Um, well, I don't <laughs> Fuck, know. that's a weird opening. Oh, I just uh, want to. I'm just. I'm curious because he was like, "Oh, here we go at the start, right?" Yeah, I want to yeah. see. I want to find out if it aligns with him. You know. Um, I think you did. If there was no chaotic evil, chaotic evil. So you, no. you thought I what? Sorry, I couldn't I hear thought, Patrick yelling. <laughs> fucking new, like, like alignment. Um, <laughs> I thought you would have liked it if there was no epilogue. Because I would have preferred oh, that the epilogue well. as well. Yeah. Right. Was, so yeah. I, I, I am part in that camp. So, okay. So I think that I guess to start with overall, uh, Last of Us 1 has a better story. Uh, Last of Us 2 has better gameplay. So that's yeah, I think where that's I'm coming easy, from for that. That's an easy thing to agree on. I, I think mm. so. But I think the, the nuances in the story and just not the way they presented it for the most part were extremely well written and in some parts better than the last of us one but the last of us one had a better overall comprehensive story so in saying that i really liked ellie's first part and i was on board with her quest for revenge and you know i understand the 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 grief and the loss and you know you're living in a, a post post society kind of world where she was living as a child in the Firefly camps and in the, um, not the consecration, <laughs> consecration camps, but what, what were they called? The, uh, the quarantine camps. So she was living in a quarantine camp. camp. She was mostly safe, right? When you, can you consider all the, the, the situation in the world? And then when she went out with Joel and killed that person for the first time, she was like, oh shit, you know, um, you, you're not in Kansas anymore, Dorothy, kind of shit. Actions <laughs> so have consequences. She, Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so... They it went through that, and then four years later, living in the outside world, killing's a norm. You know, she 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 was like, "I'm angry. I want revenge. I'm gonna go kill some shit." That seems like a normal reaction to be having in that setting to me. Um, so I was on board with the quest. I was on board with it all the way up until you swap into Abby, and then the Abby side of like, I just kind of want to rush through this. I don't really want to play Abby. But then playing through Abby's story, which was extremely well written, I think, and the better part of the game probably overall, um, that really yeah, sort of that. changed my mind a fair bit, where I was like, like, yes, I'm still on board with Ellie's quest for revenge, I understand her motivations, but I, I, I didn't, my, I wasn't quite as one-sided, like, I didn't just want to go, cool, I want to kill Abby and see how this ends, I was far more interested in the 
similarities between what Abby is as a Joel figure than that it's as into for part one, especially as she starts sort of developing with Levin, almost takes on like a parent figure. To, to see the comparisons between them and then to see them sort of wrap up towards the ending, that really was really interesting to me. So I didn't like the whole, I mean, I didn't mind the whole rattlesnake part. It just felt unneeded. So that, that section where you're playing as Ellie getting through the rattlesnakes was like, eh, whatever. If she had just gone down to Santa Barbara, did a small conflict, and then had the head-to-head -head with Abby, I probably would have enjoyed the game more. But I think the conclusion of her being basically strung up and left to die, and all Abby wants to do is look after Lev the same way that Joel would have just wanted to look after her, and seeing Lev basically, like, you know, basically dead, and Abby just drained of like all her muscle and how much she's suffered and how she's just another person struggling to live in the world as well. I think that that was the comparison that made Ellie go, like, we're all just trying to live, you know? Like, yes, she was mad, I was mad, I've killed a bunch of people, you've killed a bunch of people, and she just didn't have the strength to continue the fight anymore. It wasn't so much like a, I, I've come to an understanding and I want to spare people. It just felt like more of a why are we doing this? Like, it's just, what's the point kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and, and, and there's and, definitely and a what's I, the point sort of thing. But yeah. I get that, but, but, but that's the problem. That, I is think that Ellie doubled down when she decided to leave um, uh, Dana exactly. and uh, go yep. out on her own because she knew what she was giving up. And, yep. uh, and, 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 and at no point, right? Like, even when she's happy on the farm with Dana, right? She still has these PTSD episodes and reconciles the only way I will get past this is if I go and finally, like, kill Abby and finish what I started. I don't believe for a second that her saying, just go to Abby and Lev and them going off to the island or wherever it is that they're trying to get to with the fireflies and stuff. When she comes back to the farmhouse and finds that Dana's gone, I don't believe for a second that in another couple weeks or months, she has another PTSD episode and goes, fuck, I really need to kill Abby. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's, what, that's why I'm saying when it doesn't feel earned, because we have this sudden turn and we're like, oh, okay, she's like healed now. But we, well, I do not believe it. I don't have any buy-in on, on that decision-making process. And at the same time, that final fight with, um, with uh, uh, Abby also disfigures her to the point where in the final moments of the game, we see that her last connection to Joel is absolutely severed. Now she's got nothing. Yeah, she's lost well, her thing. She could just want to play a guitar left-handed like Jimi Hendrix. I don't see how that's the issue. Yeah. It's still- I, You can't pluck as well. But anyway, it's- yeah, uh, it, it, might have been, it might have been more <laughs> of like, she won. Like, there was a- When Abby beat Ellie the first time, she didn't kill him. So then it was sort of like, all right, well, round two. All right, I've beaten round two. I won't I think kill the you. difference is that you're coming across with a conception that she's healed. That never crossed my mind for a moment. If you're living with something like PTSD, especially in the real world, for the most part, you're living with that for the rest of your life. You can learn coping mechanisms, but it will pretty much always be there. And that, what it seemed like to me wasn't, uh, you know, I'm healed, I can leave. It was, I, I have to learn to accept this. Like, the, you know, murdering this person that the, and he, their, I guess, daughter figure, um, or son figure rather, um, doesn't it doesn't make sense in the the context of things. I don't think anymore in in Ellie's mind. It just seemed like it would it wouldn't even be a means to an end. It would just be 
why, you know? I I don't agree. Like, okay, I I'll keep this short because um we're we're getting pretty long in this topic yeah. now, but I yep. I just don't agree with that because like uh, Ellie's Ellie's um like like I keep saying Ellie's doubled down on this. She even threatens to kill Lev so she can have the fight with Abby, and it's like she's gone all the way through the efforts to get to Abby. Fight Abby, threaten people that are associated with her again, and it's like right in these last moments where she's got Abby underwater, gasping for air, almost drowning, that she decides to let up. And I just, I don't, I don't understand why. I don't feel like they they give a good reason why that ha- that's the case. I think it's more of a conclusion to the fighting that you needed to have a fight. If she had just gone there and seen them in that state, it wouldn't have been a story conclusion, in my opinion. I think they needed to do some kind of head, but I, I don't know if I agree necessarily that that was the best way to do so, but I think it was, I, th- I think it wrapped up very nicely the way that it ended the story. Um, should we, should we cool, move on then? Of course. Um, yeah, we're, we're going we're, we're gonna to basically wrap it up here. Um, Steve, any final thoughts? No, I really like the ending. I agree with you, Josh. Very good points. <laughs> wow, okay. Two it's two. Against oh, okay. Sorry. I'm glad this is being recorded because I'm going to set that as some kind of ringtone or something. <laughs> I can't <laughs> believe we're out here with Steve having the Josh takes. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're Ellie and you guys are Abby. <laughs> Fuck. God, I wish those arms were me. Um, <laughs> so so we get I'm the better story. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> but you lose. <laughs> Hey, 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 Josh, Josh, want to want to go golfing sometime? Yeah, sure, Patrick. I don't, I don't know why, but yeah, sure, sounds good. <laughs> do you have a do you have a father figure in your life that might have saved you from saving the world at some? Anyway, um, yeah, we're, we're basically gonna, gonna gonna wrap it up here. Uh, it is kind of interesting, actually, kind of cool that we're we're down to like a two v two split on on how we thought the ending would go. That is kind of nice. Um, I think it sort of suits how the audience viewed the ending of Last of Us Part Two. Um, super quick. I would still give, but if, if Last of Us Part 1 is a 9.5 slash 10 out of 10, which it is for me, Last of Us Part 2, uh, 8.5 to 9 out of 10 for me. Uh, Seth, what would you give it? Uh, from, like, watching the story perspective, I'd say probably a 7. You didn't play the game. Yeah, that's what I'm saying from yeah, no, just watching the story <laughs> perspective. So it's not a yeah, real you, score. You had fun wrong. I, Skill yeah, issue. I, well, you watched the movie, I guess. It's a... Well, <laughs> If that's compared to um, Doctor Strange, I guess. Doctor Strange anyway. is a better movie. Oh, interesting. Oh, my <laughs> God. Ooh, that was a take. I am saying that specifically <laughs> to upset Patrick. That is, yeah. a, that is worse <laughs> than a Josh take. <laughs> okay. Um, I would give it a nine and a half. Cool. Steve? Yeah. Uh, I don't give out half, so it's just a nine for me. So or we all agree that The Last of Us 1 is a 10 out of 10 and The Last of Us 2 is just worse. They're both I, nines. No, yeah, I, I would agree that they're about even. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm with Seth again on this one. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad Red Wears 50-50 split, just like the fan base. Hey, all I'm, all, all I'm saying, if the editor's on my side, I gotta be doing something right. I have one very, very quick question about the, the Last of Us ending, very, very specifically the title scene. I mean, so, that's fine. We're, we're, we're at an hour, three minutes, but fuck it. Yeah, just toss something else We're gonna be an hour, five no, minutes. Pr- you're pretty, much just a, pretty much just a yes or no, right? So... The ending, as uh, a mutual friend of mine and Patrick's pointed out to me, is that 
It's basically oh, you, you, you think he's your friend? Yeah, not really, but it, it was for the sake of not explaining our complicated relationship. Um, so the, the 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 title scene is the boat that Abby and Lev escaped on, facing the hideout of the Fireflies. Yeah. Uh, after that, so mm-hmm. if that is the plot slash premise of Last of Us Three, if there is a Last of Us Three, w- are you looking forward to it? Yes or no? Looking yes. forward to it. Yes. I don't want Ellie to be involved anymore, though. I think Ellie's finished. Honestly, I feel like Lev and Abby should be finished as well. Like, I want to go back to the idea of uh, the idea that it should have been of uh, let's um let's explore and grow the world rather than give us prequels that we already know. Give us prequels. Someone's going to use someone's going to use Abby's head as a driving range, and then we're going to get Last (laughs) of Us Part Two, Part Two. Exactly, but also I think that I think that they're done with the Last of Us for now because the Last of Us Two absolutely drains Snowy Dog so much that they they have no idea what they're doing next and they need a big reset. Mm. Like they, the Last of Us Two absolutely demolished that studio. What do you reckon they do? Like Crash Crash Bandicoot. Oh yeah, I was gonna say like, what do you do like when they after the game releases they just sort of sit there and be like, all right, well, guys, don't. They're, they're doing, they're doing a full. They're doing a full uh, <laughs> reset of their studio culture and how they develop games because um yeah, they crunched the fuck out. out of people. Yeah. It's burned through all their employees to the point that they were using uh, fresh contractors in the game. Um, yeah, it it was not a great development uh, studio. So they're making Uncarded now, right? God, I hope so. <laughs> um, the, I or, think, or, or the or the Fast of Us. <laughs> I, I still feel I like, like we're owed though. Uncarded because we got Uncharted 4 instead. Um, and, I think and he to put wrap that up dune this... buggy in there, so come on, give us Uncarded. I think to, to really wrap it up, I, I would be very excited to see a third game, and I would definitely play it. I don't necessarily have a strong opinion about Ellie and Abby being in them. I just don't want them to be the playable character. That's all. <laughs> right. I want prequel Joel. Yeah, pre- <laughs> prequel would be excellent. No, 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 no. What, I don't what, agree with what, that. What, what we needed was Borderlands 1 to Borderlands 2, Last of Us Part 1 to Last of Us Part 2. Would have been What about some Tiny Tina DLC? I just, want a bunch, up. I just want a bunch <laughs> of arenas. Um, oh, yeah. Actually, yeah, that reminds me. Uh, Tiny Tina DLC came out this week. Uh, you finished it in 20 minutes. It was kind of fun, I guess. Anyway, that was it. On to the news. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, uh, in, in more serious news, uh, well, in more serious, um, discussion of that, there was the second of the four season past Tiny Tina's DLCs that came out. Uh, it lasted all of, um, well, took me about an hour to finish it because I was playing it on the highest difficulty and I was playing it by myself and it took a bit longer than it should have, but same length as the previous one, which everyone went, Jesus Christ, Gearbox, what are you doing? But some of the gear was a bit better and they actually tried a bit more with the story this time. So I, and all of the community want to give Gearbox a pat on the back for not being as shit as their first DLC, but they I'm get still- They a big You Tried sticker. They get a very big You Tried sticker. Anyway, that was my quick uh, minute-long <laughs> Tiny Tina's DLC wrap-up, uh, and that does bring us to the end of Round the Lounge, finally. Um, good discussion, perhaps a little bit long. Five uh, weeks in the making. I... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Five weeks in the making, probably couldn't be helped. And that brings us to the end of Run the Lounge for this week. Thank you to everyone for that um, engaging, perhaps slightly too long. We'll leave it up to the audience. Uh, discussion on Last of Us Part 2. And of course, that does bring us into Part 2, 
boom, uh, title card uh, for this week, which is, of course, the news. And opening the news this week, I, I really don't know what's in front of me. There is a, a gun to my head, and it tells me that I should read this out. Uh, Winnie the Pooh IP is now public domain, which means we have a horror film called Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey on the horizon. Uh, what the hell? This is terrifying. I love it. Um, I don't know what else I can. Yeah, I don't know what else I can say about it. <laughs> it really does look oh like payday. Oh my god, it does look like payday. It does. Jesus Christ. So on the bright side, Winnie the Pooh's got good taste in cars. He does. True. True. What kind of car uh, is that? But yeah, know. we have. Uh, we we have a tweet from discussing film. Uh, with a couple of screenshots from the upcoming uh, Morbius sweep killer, uh, <laughs> Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Uh, that's all we have to say about that. Uh, next up on the list, uh, Kuryu, uh finally gets a... Can you say his name again? <laughs> Thank you for listening to episode 25, guys. Uh, <laughs> I don't fucking play this game. I don't Kuryu. What the fuck do you want from me? It's Yakuza guy. Sorry, <laughs> oh my Mr. God, Yakuza cool Man <laughs> finally gets a gun in Rainbow Six Siege uh, as part of a crossover thing. Um, d- 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 he, he's finally going Rainbow to kill Six people. Siege? So this is so just to take a step back even further because obviously Pat has no fucking clue what's going on. This is <laughs> um, Yakuza like Kazuma, but continue from the Yakuza series. He is making an appearance in Rainbow Six Siege as a crossover skin, which is very strange. I'll be honest, also the fantastic. only crossover skin I care about is the Among Us uh, PUBG crossover skin. Uh, the greatest gun skin ever. I don't even know if it was real. Part of me kind of hopes it was fake, but it was an excellent piss take. They, I uh, just like the wording of this article very quickly, that it is joining Lara Croft, Leon Kennedy, and Rick Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> so the two characters that are coming to this bundle are Kiryu Kazuma, like we've already said, but also uh, Kaoru Sa- Sayama, I think is how you pronounce her name. Yeah, Sayama, um, yeah. Yeah, she was, uh, she was a cop that worked with Kiryu in the first three Yakuza games and was a semi-love interest as well. Um, so she's going to be in there alongside him. They were roommates. And they were roommates. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, interesting, I guess. I didn't realize people still played Rainbow Six Siege, but cool for all three of you out there. <laughs> they don't. I hope you have That's fun. why they're doing these um, skins. Fair enough. Next up on the list, we have a, um, I guess you'd call it a leak. Uh, people that trawl the, the Steam DB pages, uh, they found that Returnal uh, might be on its way to Steam. Uh, Returnal being, is it a PS5 exclusive? Is that one yeah, of the- Yeah, PS5 exclusive. It was. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. Still, still is at the moment. It's not out on PC yet, but that could be changing the, very the, soon. The formerly known PS5 exclusive Returnal. <laughs> The uh, artist formerly yeah, so, known as. <laughs> so so that, that might be on its way to a to a Steam page near you. Do any of you guys play Returnal? I'm looking at you. No, I so. haven't, but um, I am pretty interested in it. So if it's coming to Steam, I'll probably wait for that because I feel like it'll be much better to play that on... Actually, no, it's a third-person shooter, and I generally prefer those on controller. So, yeah, whatever. I'll play it, it at some point. It probably won't be $125 on Steam. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> it probably will. If it's $125, no one on Steam is buying it. I hope, I hope it is. You know what? I hope it's $110. Hope it's All right, that's still $15 cheaper. 
Yeah, It'll probably. I, I I expect it to be coming at about 115. Honestly. Yeah, I don't think it'll be the 425 that PlayStation wants in their insane mind. Well, it doesn't matter if it's coming to Steam, no one's going to buy it for less than 50% off anyway. Is it? Well, fuck, more than. God, you know what I meant. Anyway. $30 uh, unless it's an anime game. <laughs> That's, That's it, one. baby. Or $40, uh, $80 if it's Dragon Ball Z The Breakers. <laughs> um, thanks to uh, uh, Nibble for, for that. Nibble? It is Nibble, right? For My billion. Tweet. Okay, as the handle, sure. Thank you, yeah. Surf. Just fucking, why don't you just take me back and shoot me in the fucking head? Anyway, I will. Next up on the list, we have uh, Sonic 06 being realistic. You skipped in the one, Xbox. by the way. Another one by Nibelian, which was God of War Ragnarok was rated in Korea. Sounds like Seth I was size. getting to that. The game that came out after Sonic 06, Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> <laughs> God of War Ragnarok. God damn it. Yeah, actually just shoot me at this point. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, God, very quickly. <laughs> okay, he'll shoot you. <laughs> very quickly, God of War Ragnarok was rated on the Korean <laughs> ratings board. Um, I feel like this has implications that the game's probably close to done. Uh, probably close to a Gold Master version hitting soon, which means it'll probably come out this year. And also, Resistance Retribution is the same, so that's kind of cool. How did I click on the second link multiple times? I don't know. Only you can answer that question. All right, so the yeah, best Sonic game clicked. on 360 is being relisted. Seth? Uh, that's not Sonic Unleashed being relisted. It's Sonic, Sonic Unleashed was never it's delisted. <laughs> Sonic <Please stop>. <laughs> we can't go into a 30-minute debate on this. <laughs> Yes, Sonic 06 is relisted the on the Xbox 360 store. It is not backwards compatible, so you can only play it on Xbox 360. Um, 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, this is a very Sonic 06 move to do. So don't, also don't, we cannot forget, I cannot stress this enough. Our viewers at home, please. There is like a scene where a princess kisses Sonic, and I'm not even fucking joking. I'm begging you. A please. human princess. Yes, a human princess. That's even fucking weird. <laughs> Which means it's- Don't forget, Sonic was dead at that point as well. It- The- the- It- So- I'm- I'm- I'm lost. I- Maybe this game should have been buried, mate. What- This is- It, it should be, yes. Devil, this is the proof that the devil exists. The fact that it not only came out, it's the fact that it's coming out again and we are talking about it so late, much later. Yep. And it's and five dollars, which is, is cheap enough exactly. to convince someone to buy it. Yep. I, I think my favorite part about this whole thing is that the article from Kotaku that's in there has an AI um, remastering in 8K of that kiss scene. 10 out of 10. <laughs> 8K even. Jesus 8K. Christ. Well, the human Released I last year. <laughs> the human eye can't see more than 6K a second, isn't that it? <laughs> that's it. All right, let's move on. <laughs> also can't earn more than 6K a second unless you're Elon Musk. Anyway. Uh, thanks to Kotaku for that article. Next up on the list, we have uh, Norman Reedus talking about Death Stranding. They are making a second? Yeah, no one's really surprised that there's going to be a second one. This is just like the first time we've heard someone openly say, yeah, it's coming and we're working on it already. So what are they going to what are they going to call it? Like they can't call it Death Stranding to like Strand Harder. Or death harder, you know what I mean? Like, what what are they going to use for the tagline? Death sitting. Death sitting. 
um, hey, sorry, it would, be, it would have to be stressing, wouldn't it? Stranding, not standing. Yeah, stritting, yeah, sorry. So stressing. What's striding. the fuck are you talking about? That's striding. That's, see, that's, see, there you go. There you go. Silt striding. Um, a Shout out to my Morrowind boys. A live stranding. That's stranding too. Dead again. I want to point out he was just like asked about he's he's good. He was asked. He's got a lot of things going on. Uh, you got a book going on. You've got a final season of The Walking Dead coming out. The spinoff as well. And you're filming Death Stranding, the video game. And he corrects them by going, we just started the second one. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that's how this information came out. I also like that uh, in, in the quote, so I uh, should also mention this is an article brought to us by Gamatsu, uh, that they name drop Guillermo del Toro, who I just really like as, as, uh, as a director. Um, he uh, was also involved with the first one. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I imagine he'll be back for the second. Mm. What's that movie Crazy he did with that, the monster with the eyes? Oh, oh yeah, Monster Inc. Yeah, that's it. Pan's Labyrinth. <laughs> Sorry, not Pan. Just, just wait. Is it Pan's or just regular Labyrinth? Um, I thought it was one Pan's of them has David Bowie. You know, that's, that's Labyrinth has David Bowie. Yeah. Okay, um, so Pan's, Pan's Labyrinth, Labyrinth is, the, yeah. is the crazy one. Man, yeah. that's Ben's come over. The crazy one isn't the one with David Bowie. Question. No, <laughs> yeah, no. Go watch Pan's Labyrinth. Like it's, it's fucked. It's a movie. I'll tell you that much. All right. So read out two. You, 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 you want to know how they got those scars? Anyway, um, read out two. Uh, we have word that it's- We just read out that title twice. Read out too. All right, moving on. Yeah. That, that was the joke I was going for. There we go. Uh, it's on my face for- because, um, I brought this onto the docket like three weeks ago that it was getting a release date. And yeah, now three weeks later, it's no longer coming out May 26. It's been delayed to June 16. Incredibly based. Yeah. <laughs> On what? <laughs> As Shigeru Miyamoto would, is famously known for saying, a delayed game is eventually a good game. Only if it's delayed enough. Have they played any of those World of Warcraft expansions? <laughs> anyway. 60% of the time that phrase works 100% of the time. <laughs> mm. Not, not really a huge amount more that we can add. Thank you to Gamatsu for that article. Uh, speaking of Gamatsu, uh, Dragon's Dogma, we have a 10th anniversary website launched. God, I need to fucking uh, go back and play that. Holy shit, I love that game so much. Yeah, I need to play it as well. And this is a, this is a big turning point for me going, yeah, I should play that because they're opening up a 10th anniversary website. And there's lots of rumors that there's um, going to be a second one coming pretty soon. Yeah, they did a semi, well, a HD sort of remake thing for it a couple of years ago, but literally all it is is just upscale textures, like it's nothing. It's currently seventy-five percent off on the Switch. There you go, nice. Switch. It fucking works on the Switch, eh? Cloud gaming. That, that, that's how every bloody nope. remaster goes these days, though. Just upscale the textures, sell it easy. But I can play it on my Switch. You can play it on the go. Does it happen on the Switch? Should be all right. There was also that awful Netflix show that came out for it last year. Oh, fuck, there was too. Man, well, that's good content. Content. <laughs> Spoiler what, cast went. For fun? Or- <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, uh, again, not a huge amount more we can add to that. Feel free to go and check it out if it is interesting to you. Next up, uh, speaking of Gamatsu, boom, use the same joke twice, smooth transition. Well done, Patrick, cell five. Uh, guilty Gear Strike. <laughs> Everything right out of hand. Everything right out of hand. 
we have a 2022 starter edition, uh, as well as a um, bunch of other news announced for it. Uh, Guilty Scribe, that's been around for a, a, about a, a couple it, years it, now. It's a year God now. No. This, this, yeah. just a year. Yeah, Shoot, this, what uh, am I thinking this of? was announced at a um on a stream last night that was celebrating one year anniversary for the game. And basically, What's... basically the important bits to know from that is um they're doing a starter edition over in Japan, which it, uh which includes the game and a first season pass in one bundle. Oh shit! I was thinking of Skullgirls. My bad. Yeah, I was thinking of Skullgirls for some reason. In yeah, terms Skullgirls of is the one that's fairly old. Yeah, fairly um, old is an understatement. Yes, <laughs> there's going to be a balance patch coming out that's going to be fairly large and is tuning the entire cast of the game. There's going to be changes to the game mechanics, so maybe they'll make it fun now. Um, I I like what? the game. Isn't it's a, there's it's, that one character that uses the dolphin? It just blows everyone yes. out of the water. Yeah, yes. Yes. <laughs> That's like I, see, I see. I see. I've seen you. I, I see you've also seen Donkey's video on it. <laughs> I, have, I mean, it's I pretty accurate. It's just Tatsugeki constantly. And the most important news for it is that they're going to be doing a uh, beta test in summer. That um. They're going to be testing crossplay between PC and PlayStation, which is a welcome addition. And that's also something that's in multiverses that they do very well. So more games need to do that. More fighting games need to add crossplay. Fair enough. Thank you to Komatsu for that. You're not going to feel uh, guilty oh. about playing that gear. You know what really grinds my gear? <laughs> should have strived for another better joke. You should have. All right. Next one. So Skullgirls. <laughs> These girls aren't the skulls game, at all. The, the, the game that I thought was Guilty Gear Strive like an idiot <laughs> is also in the, new, in, the, in, the, in the docket for this week uh, where Second Encore is coming to Xbox. Uh, I never know if series means Series X, S, or both. 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 Yeah. They're both. When they say the Xbox next. Series, it's the, the both. So stupid. So anyway, you can remember it because it can be the, the Xbox Series X can be abbreviated to the Xbox Sex, but the Xbox Series X can only be abbreviated to the Xbox Sess. State emergency services. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what a strange uh, thing to say. That, anyway, that, that <laughs> and the X Bone uh, coming in 2022. Uh, and we have Black Dahlia. Uh, an alpha Very gameplay early trailer. gameplay Black teaser Dahlia. for her because she's still not fully coloured in a lot of her moveset. She she's been announced for a while though, hasn't she? Yeah, she has. But um, Skullgirl's characters are infamous for taking a very long time to uh, animate and put into the game. They're very mm. expensive to make. Why? They they're all hand drawn. Oh shit! What the fuck? <laughs> right, it does well, look good though. It does look good. Yeah, it does. So. Great. Um, uh, yeah, look, but, look, but yeah, the, the game's end, the already end result out. always looks good. Yeah, the game's already out basically everywhere. It's just now it's coming to Xbox to complete its uh, cycle of being on every available platform now. Oh, Xbox because it was last, even right? available. It was available on Vita and mobile before it was available on Xbox. Get fucked, Xbox. <laughs> Saving the best for last. We the most finished product. And thanks to the beta test, <laughs> Scrubs. <laughs> we're, 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 going, we're going, to have, we're going to have the Scrub Stevens win off the docket. He, he's getting too full of himself. No. And we're not even there yet. Speaking of wins, next up on the docket, uh, some QA testers uh, at Activision Blizzard are absolutely raving 
about their latest union news. I'm so done. Uh, and that, that concludes the podcast of the week, guys. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, the host has now been kicked from the uh, the podcast for that, for that joke. Which means we have no podcast anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, can, can continue, host. Uh, this is actually good news for the week for once coming out of Activision Blizzard. Rare, I know, but- uh, I'm sorry, Raven. I'm going to have to turn that around once we're done yeah. talking because it's something extremely sad and funny about Activision after this. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. All right, let's go. But the um, subsidiary of Activision Blizzard, uh, known for their famous games such as the Diversity Checker, which we talked about last week, <laughs> um, uh, they finally, well, they, they uh, are part of a landmark unionization job uh, where 19, I think, Raven QA employees. Yeah, the final tally was 19 to 3 in favor of uh, forming a union. Yeah, so they um, are basically ratifying uh, the unionization contract. There's no contract as such, like, under the the new arrangement yet, but that is expected to be coming soon. Um, Yeah, I... Yeah, yay. I don't really have much more to add. Yeah, uh, this is just, like, an extremely big win for Raven Software. I'm very glad Mm. this is it. This is happening for them, and I hope more game studios over in the US can form unions and just, yeah, get lead better um, uh, work conditions. And now for the sad part of this, um, after this came out, a board member from Activision uh, out loud said um, uh, it's it seems wrong that a big uh, a decision like this was made by 19 people. Which were put there to make the decisions of night of these people, but anyway, yeah, the entire studio sh- uh, direction shouldn't be uh, decided by nineteen people. That is what it insane. Should, what it should be decided, but what it should be decided by is the absolute zero that is Bobby Kotick. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm surprised his name doesn't yeah. come up in this article, apart from just. Yeah, no, it was, no, it was uh, after this article was, was posted, yeah. someone said that, so, but I couldn't find it again. I, well, yeah, not, it was, I couldn't find it. I just couldn't be bothered looking for it. <laughs> Fair enough. And, and that became a, a well-memed tweet of, uh, oh, decisions shouldn't be made by like uh, a very select group of individuals at the company, huh? Crazy how that works. Um, it's almost <laughs> like that's how every government works as well. I don't know. Man. Hey, Jamie, and pull boards up the board board of directors. Di- yeah. <laughs> You know what? When I go into work tomorrow, I'm going to be like, you know what? I should make my own decisions about work. I'm not doing any. <laughs> and then be like, no, that was a joke for my podcast. <laughs> yeah. please, I wasn't do serious. Please don't fire me. Yeah, please, yeah. I need this. Until um, we get a shout out from the giant beast. Um, and giant beast. I, I, um, I cannot believe it's come to this. But, uh, Steve, would you like to talk us through the last, the best, the part two? of the last of the news docket for this week. We've done it. Take it away, Steve. We've done it. Thank God. Finally, Temtem is coming out. We've done it. It's leaving early access after fucking three years. The game to kill Pokemon is coming to everything. It's coming to PlayStation 5, Switch, Xbox. Oh, fellas. Fellas, we've done it. When's it coming oh. out? Um, September the 6th, ages away. <laughs> Like so, not Are you soon ready enough. For the delay? Um, it, look, if it gets delayed, it gets delayed. Like, look, I've said it before. I've said it again. I can't wait, um, but I can because it's going to be seventy dollars at launch. Um, <laughs> so, are we waiting for it to go on special? 
<laughs> Steve has been out here waving this flag for Temtem to officially come out on Xbox. And now that he has it, he's putting the flag down saying, okay, I'll wait till it's uh, under $30. It's not an anime all, game all officially, so under 30 bucks. Yeah. yeah which all I'm saying is, we started this. Steve talks about Temtem. We're now at episode 25. Steve gets Temtem announced. Look, I'm going to be episode 50. Here. He can play Temtem. <laughs> First, yeah. oh, oof, that might actually, timeline wise, someone do the math on that. First it was Wordle, um, and then it was that Ridge Racer <laughs> game, um, that yep. went the other way. Uh, now it's this. There you go. Things come in threes. The only thing that could be better with this is if it comes to Game Pass. But look. Oh, oh I thought you were going to yes, say see. it comes with a Krispy Kreme, but I guess that's a good second best. Yeah, yeah. So you want Temtem, right? Maybe so. Maybe when I get Temtem in 30 years' time for like 20 bucks, whatever it is. I'll buy myself a whole dozen of Krispy Kreme and eat them. So I counted it. It will be at episode 40. The, it'll be episode 40 that we're recording after this um, oh, man. comes out. Well, get cracking boys. We're going to have to do a couple of doubles. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you won't buy and get right away. Bumper episode. Mm, true. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah good, no, it's good very good. For-, it's, for those that don't know, um, it's like semi a Pokemon inspired game and in mm. early access, it was sort of hailed as, oh, it might be the Pokemon killer. It wasn't. Um, I don't think anything will be a Pokemon killer ever. Nothing, yeah, Except nothing. for Pokemon. Pokemon will kill itself. It literally yeah. kills itself every time it, it comes out. It's like, well, it's I can't shitty. wait for Gen 9 to come out the same time as Temtem and for Steve to go, wow, this is great, and then play Temtem and go, this is shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's... let's like I'll I'll pay for a Pokemon game full price, but that's different because those never come down in price. That's true. <laughs> what am I gonna do? Wait, might they just as well go pull up after the band out now. Yeah. He in fact, after they come out, the they truth. go up. They do, yeah. Yeah. High heart gold being two hundred dollars just for the cartridge. Don't you don't want to look at a sealed copy of Pokemon Red. Oh my god, <laughs> that that broke my heart to read. What about a Pokemon card that's worn around a boxer's neck? <laughs> probably is fake. Look, it doesn't matter. It's worth a million dollars now. Anyway, so yeah, anyway, Temtem's coming that, out. Um, you can yep. all stop orgasming. We did it. <laughs> oh, I'll, sorry. I'll try my hardest. I can unmute um, the mic one. now is what you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's all that, white that now, George. Brought to us by Gamatsu. Uh, and finally, um, I, I know I said finally before, but just because I had to throw it to Steve. Steve, Steve deserves it. You know, we, we give him a little shit here, but every so often you, you got you to throw him a bone. You know what I'm saying? Um, Thanks, Seth, fellas. You have some. Play- Shut the fuck up, Steve. You have some PlayStation <laughs> Plus stuff. You had that your moment. You would like to <laughs> yeah. back in the box. Um, you 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 have some PlayStation Plus stuff. You'd like to talk talk us through. Um, yeah. So basically, this is just too. going to be covering the PS One stuff because uh, the new PlayStation Plus services have launched in Malaysia and some other um, Southeast Asia countries. Um, and launched horribly, by the way. But we'll get into that next week, I think. Uh, kind of. Things are a bit things are a bit confusing at the moment, and it seems like some things happened by mistake, and they're being corrected now. Um, anyway, uh, the source for this is Mystic Ryan. Uh, thank you for doing all the hard work because Sony has not talked about any of these features, which is incredibly stupid by them for launching a service and not talking about what's on offer. Um, so the first good news for me. Uh, PS1 and PS2 games can be purchased. Just you. Individ- yeah, just me, because 
This is something I wanted. No one else wanted this. Uh, PS1 and PS2 games can be purchased individually. You don't need to go up to the higher tiers and get them uh, where they're included for free. Um, PS1 games that seem to be roughly $13 to $15, which is in line with what, um, what they were on the PS3 store. Which also ties into, if you bought these PS1 games on the PS3 store before, your purchase will carry over to the PS5 versions of these games, which is, thank you. Thank you so much for that. Um, also, bad news, uh, most of the PS1 games that seem to be their PAL versions, meaning that they're running at 50 hertz and they're much slower games than the uh, NTSC versions of the games. Hopefully this gets amended later. Um, People are speculating it's the PAL versions because they have more language options, but uh, Sony needs to uncap the 50 hertz and make them like run at 60 hertz full speed that uh, the US versions of the games run at. Um, trophy inclusion is optional per game, so not every game is going to have trophies because apparently it takes like three months to add trophies to these games. And so it's just going to be uh, it's going to be up to the developers if they want to do that. And now for the last bit is there's going to be some quality of life adjustments by having save states and games can be rewound. So if you make a mistake, just hit the rewind button, go back about 10 seconds and you'll be all set. Do you really play in the game if you do something like that? No. <laughs> but at the same time, some of those old games are just hard because it's like just for bullshit reasons. Yeah, like get good, scrub. <laughs> The entire if, point of you, Prince of Persia was to have a rewind feature. What if you play the uh, the quick time events for that Spider Man game? Which wait was that PS One or PS Two? The the really funny one where it's like Spider Man help me, and then you that was you on the uh, that was event. on PS Two and PS Three. Yeah, I would one hundred percent have the the rewind feature, so I could fail those and then rewind, exactly. see what happens, then rewinds to do it properly. That's the one, yeah, where you fail the quick time event, and then Spider Man help me, and then just face plants and the building explodes. 10 out of 10. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Off the top of my head, I just want to mention some of the key games that uh, that were shown on the Malaysia store so far, for PS1 at least, was um, Abe's Odyssey will be there, uh, Ape Escape will be there, and Toy Story 2, which is a fantastic game. I loved that game as a kid. Toy Story 1 game was excellent. I haven't played Toy Story 2. Well, if you've played Last of Us Part 1, then... You know oh, what you're getting into. Buzz's with revenge. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. You do meet just... Buzz's father in that game. <laughs> God, what a great movie that was. All right. <laughs> let's, 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 let's just say Rex has tiny arms, but he still has a mighty golf swing on him. <laughs> uh, you should have seen but... Potato's head when they were done with his head. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. <laughs> you, you know how you, have to break, uh, how you have to break a piggy bank to get the money out? Yeah, they did. Damn, no! <laughs> <laughs> All right, and that brings us to the end of news for this week. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have an audience question for this week. This might be the first episode on Fast Travel Lounge history. Uh, breaking news, we don't have an audience question, but that's first okay. First one since uh, we introduced the segment. True, true. And I feel like if we did have an audience question this week, it would be, where the fuck is the Last of Us Part 2 discussion? And in which case, we've answered it with about an hour's worth of content. Where's the spoiler so, cast? Which brings us, yeah, which brings us back around to, <laughs> where's the spoiler cast, Josh? 
one day I'm just going to drop it and you'll, you guys won't even know that it's uploaded and then yeah, you'll feel like such uploaded. idiots. We're just, yeah, we're going to have our minds <laughs> absolutely blown. Um, anyway. <laughs> I, need to, uh, I need to do it. Uh, and, you know, even though we didn't have an audience question this week, if there is a question that you or someone that uh, you know uh, would like us to answer, feel free to get in touch. We are on Twitter at Fast Travel Lounge, minus one of the L's. Uh, Fast Travel Lounge on Facebook or uh, Fast Travel Lounge at gmail.com. Uh, you know, if you've been enjoyed what you've been hearing, uh, feel free to you know, give us a rating, give us a review, uh, like, comment, follow, send it to friends, all of that good stuff. Send it a question. <laughs> game the algorithm to uh, reach more people with Josh's shitty takes. Uh, I had so- a great take this week, I think. It seemed about 50-50 this week. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's how I go which, fucking 50% higher than it usually exactly, is, Exactly, yeah, which is, which is still probably too right. high. Unless you made uh, it. Anyway, moving on to uh, what people can look forward to next week. Uh, what, what do we have? We finally made it through the Last of Us Part 2 discussion. It only took us five episodes to get here. Uh, what, what, are, what are people thinking that they might do next week? Uh, Ace Attorney discussion when? Uh, yeah, that's oh, going yeah. to be our next hour-long discussion is when I finish Ace Attorney 3. But that way, nice. did you monologue? <laughs> I sleep. <laughs> did you actually buy that, Josh? Because you sent a screenshot about it being on sale on PSN. No, I just wanted to taunt you. Oh. I uh, it's not really a taunt. <laughs> I've already got it. I, I do. I, 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 I proclaim just... people should play it because I, it's fantastic. I it do. was bait, so you'd bring it up on the podcast so I could be like, haha, no. I do have it. I've got it installed on my Xbox. I just, I just finished the Walking Dead, the Telltale series, so I'm not in there. I don't want to. I don't actually want to play a game, not watch a game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Steve, Josh, um, oh, anything to look um, forward to? Well, yeah, I just finished the Walking Dead, the Telltale series, um, and I'm also playing an indie game called Yes, Your Grace. Um, oh, I know that one. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's an old game now, though. Um, it was a launch title for the Series X. Was it really? It was. Um, you wouldn't believe it with the uh, art style and the loading times on that, considering it's I, in there. But I don't. Th- um, I think it's been on PC for a very long time, though. Oh, but maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Uh, maybe I, hopefully it has because there's like loading screens and that where they shouldn't be the arts. Anyway, that's for next week. I'm spo- That's the spoiler cut. Um, but yeah, and I'm still <laughs> playing Elden Ring. Um, I'll be playing uh, that until I die. Yes, your grace released in 2020. Oh my god! Yeah, as if. Yeah. Holy shit! Anyway, that's next. That's for next week. That's for next week, Josh. Josh. Yeah, yeah, okay. we can go into next week. Are you playing Yes, your um, grace I... as well? Play it. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> it doesn't really look like it interests me. Un- um, Uncharted two, perhaps, or Balance Wonderworld. So <laughs> I am probably. I think it's like 30 percent through uh, Uncharted two. So maybe I'll keep playing it if people keep bullying me enough. I don't know. Um, this is my favorite bit where it's like you're not even enjoying the game but you're being bullied into finishing it yeah <laughs> I mean, respect yeah. respect finish all games maybe, maybe I'll like it I, by the end of it I don't know I don't think I will instead I've started playing an older but holds up far better game um, uh, Final Fantasy 10 uh, so I can play 10 too I've played 10 before but I just wanted to rehash it Tem Tem and I who's it Tem Tem yeah Tem 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 I also got uh, the Final Fantasy 7 remake finally because it was on sale for like less than 60 bucks which is about what I would pay for it not 125 
Um, so I'm playing that. I started playing that, so I'll, I'll probably smash that out and play at least half of it by next week. Cool. Well, what are you playing, Patrick? Uh, fuck, I don't even know. Uh, Mini actually, Motorways I, I, 2. <laughs> I, uh, I, I booted Deathloop, actually. Oh, man, what? that's Deathloop. it. I hit that hot... Uh, Fucking hell. I'm fumbling <laughs> this up completely. Hot Wheels is on sale. That's the one. Out. Yep, Hot Wheels Unleashed. You're welcome, Seth, because I knew what you were getting at, because I'm pretty sure I posted that photo as <laughs> you well. Did. You did. <laughs> it's, it's $50 for the um, Collector's Edition and 65 for the Ultimate Stunt Edition in Australian dollars. So uh, get on that, Patrick. <laughs> uh, maybe. Maybe we'll see. Uh, anyway, at least until then, I've been Patrick. I've been joined by Seth, Steve, and Josh. This has been Fast Travel Lounge, episode 25, and we'll catch you next week. Goodbye. And uh, happy birthday, burgers. Everybody get a burger for National Burger Day. <laughs>